Hello, Legionnaires, and welcome to episode 134 of RPG Digest. In segment one, we read through a tabletop RPG to introduce it to you, and oftentimes to ourselves as well. In segment two, we provide higher-level overviews and fundamentals, and even the occasional how-to of system settings and game mechanics. I am John Maxley-Auschlo, your favorite curmudgeon, critic, and judge. Along with me today, as usual, is, as seen on TV, Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer. How are you today, sir? I am well. As seen on TV. That's that, kind of like TV, now, right? Half the time I'm going to be crap. Don't, don't do that. Mm. I don't want that. That's bad. Well, you'll have reruns too. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Syndication. I'm, that's where I make all my money. Yeah, after 100 episodes. Yep. That, that used to be what, five seasons for any TV show? Now it's like 12? Well, four. It actually <laughs> used to be four in the, in the late 70s to early 90s. They used to have between 20 and 23 episodes a season. Now, a lot of shows have 10 to 13 and they yeah, call some have season. eight. Yeah. And like that we're, we're not in England. You fart knocker. See, that's what I said too. So yeah. don't bring that UK nonsense over here. Don't, don't if Stargate story. can have 22 episodes a year, you can have 22 episodes a year. Yeah. That's how it works. How that's how it week? should work. My week. Oh, uh, let's see. Um, I wasn't here last week. You know that. Because you went five and a half hours on this damn thing. <laughs> well, I had to get through all the character class stuff, and we dove into each and every one of them. So yeah, really hard. An hour for each one, hour and a half on a couple. Damn, yeah. man. And, I, and and still, somebody pointed out that I missed two things. Jesus Christ! No one need, even needs to buy the book anymore. You just gotta, <laughs> just gotta, <laughs> just watch those videos, and you're, they're good to go. They don't, they understand everything. Apparently, I missed a druid or ranger special feature. Oh, whatever. And uh, and even I recognize that I missed the cleric spells. Hmm. And I'm I'm gonna go over the cleric spells today. I mean, it's just a quick. I don't want to dive into each and every spell. I don't I don't care to that point. I just want to show. Hey, this is what you get. Uh, you know, general principle for, you know, cleric spells. Kind of like what I did with the other ones. We didn't. We only looked over the names. Like here are some illusion spells. Here are some uh, pyromancer spells. Just to show that they. They do have um, their own uniqueness to them. That's all I'm going to do with the cleric spells as well. Okay. But uh, yeah, I was at I was at Easter with my family because it was Easter, and uh, I made a cake for the first time from scratch. No, no cake mix or nothing. It was all flour, sugar, eggs, the whole thing. It wasn't great, but it was tasted fine. Nobody threw it in the plant and watch it die. No, no, no. Nobody, nobody did that. You know, and uh, it, it wasn't so dense as it could be a bludgeon. You know, that's nice. So that was, that was good. Had fun. And during the week, I started uh, testing out my my new uh, uh, processor, motherboard, and RAM. And I, I put my, my uh, OS drive from my main rig into it, and it wouldn't boot up. I'm like, uh-oh. I did a repair on it. Oh, maybe a you know whatever different motherboard could be some glitch somewhere. Did a re did a repair install on it. Still wouldn't boot up. Put it back in my normal rig. Everything's fine. Like shit. So I got to get a, a new a new internal SSD to uh, to pop it in, and it should come in tomorrow. I ordered it from Amazon because it was like five dollars cheaper than Micro Center for what I wanted. So it should come in tomorrow. So uh, I should be having my new seventy nine hundred X and. 32 gig of DDR5 and a new a new uh, B650 motherboard, all that cool stuff. You, you don't and, run uh, your OS off an M2 drive? 
I, I do. That's what I. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's it's still it's still an SSD, but yeah. Yeah, I have a I have a an M M dot two for my OS. I have a regular SSD, a two and a half inch SSD for my programs, you know, the games and all that stuff. And then I have a hard disk for long term storage. That's basically what I do here. Because the hard disk is still, if you want to get go big, it's cheap. And I'm not reading and writing from it all the time, so it lasts forever. I don't, I'm still it? using my. You don't want to know how my computer's what eight nine years old. You don't want yeah. to know how old my uh, data hard drive is. I've I've only had one physical hard drive fail from age in my life. I've had a few. I've only had one, and it started clicking. I'm like, nope. Yep. <laughs> as soon as it started clicking, I got a new one, transferred everything over, and then put that one away. Yep, I've uh, I've had a few go out, none recently, obviously, but uh, in computers past, yeah, I've had. I'm happy with this one because I've had it since. When did I build that computer? I built that computer in Kuwait, 2000. It's a 20 year old hard drive. It was a very expensive one terabyte drive at the time. At the time, yeah. I got my money out of it though. 20 years. Yes, you did. It was 2000. Yeah, I was in Kuwait 2003, 2004. So 20 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm cool um yeah as for me i got nothing really <laughs> just nothing exciting going on just uh doing the same old stuff yep there you go okay can't think can't think of anything right. exciting, so well i'm i'm thinking about moving my old hardware to this pc because right now this pc is a freaking potato all right it's got an amd fx processor it's got a a GT 610 video card, just good enough to, to give me video. And it's, it's just garbage for anything else in this. But if I move my old parts into this and I have a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a Vega 64 sitting right there. I can pop it in here and I can play all the games, you know, that, that I stream on Thursdays and Saturdays here. So I don't have to move the mic around and I can play off of this giant TV you know, as long as I stay 1080p, 60 hertz, which is for streaming, that's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to move into the mic or anything like that and do all that good stuff. I'm thinking about that. But I don't know. Because I haven't watched any of them yet, but Jay's Two Cents has put out a bunch of videos recently that all look negative. Well, to... he he's pissed off. He's pissed off that there are so many processors out for this cycle. I think he says I'm like 35. 35 wow. different processors. Yes. If you combine AMD and Intel, there's 35 different processors in this generation for in the current generation for both. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. They uh what what they did was they they put out a processor for each individual niche to make you buy, you know, if you want the best buy, you got to get your niche covered, but it doesn't cover everything else. But if you want to cover a lot of a lot of different areas, then you have to buy the flagship, which is like three times more. And the uh, and the, the whole motherboard problem he has is that these motherboards, the inflation on motherboards are is way higher than regular inflation even, and the the uh, um, features that they have on current motherboards shouldn't cost this much more from ones that have no feature like a, a, a wi-fi module a wi-fi module costs pennies to put on a motherboard i don't want pennies. that on my motherboard anyway well yeah but the thing is you shouldn't have to pay 50 bucks 
between a Wi-Fi model and a non-Wi-Fi model. You shouldn't. I, I struggled in the past actually just trying to find motherboards without Wi-Fi on it. Well, you you can. The problem is they're all considered bargain basement nonsense, and the VRMs are weaker, and the uh, the uh, uh, Ethernet is usually only one gig instead of now two and a half, which is which is getting to be common now. Hmm. And you know, if if you if you have a, a one gig network, which most people do, yeah. right? You have you have you have regular you know thousand meg Ethernet. If you have a, a two and a half gig Ethernet capability on your motherboard, you actually do get higher uh, throughput, even on a regular one uh, one one gig uh, network. I've I found that it was about 10, 15% increase in transfer speeds on my new motherboard, which is two and a half gig on my one gig network. Just because, just because the protocol was better, I don't know, but it was it was better transfer speed. So there there is something to be said for getting a, a higher end motherboard with two and a half gig, even if you only have a one gig network. Sure, I mean that's uh, yeah, but been, a, a that's lot been of, kind of through, all through time, but yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, a, a lot of the other stuff like uh, um, the digital error codes on the on the motherboard, again, pennies, pennies to put that in there. Yeah, but I have I have one right bucks. there. Yeah, but it's it's fifty bucks more at least to get that. Mm-hmm. Come on. So he's pissed off about that. Yeah, but Flood doesn't matter not. how pissed off he is, because like when he was going off on graphics cards and so on and so forth, he's got what two million subscribers or whatever. People were still buying them. <laughs> People were still like spending that top dollar to get a video card that uh, as soon as you get it isn't worth yeah. a quarter of what you paid I, for. I could afford a, a friggin' 4090. I could. There's no reason to. Absolutely no reason. I have a 2070 super. And I have a 1440p monitor. I can run almost almost any game on at 1440p at 60 hertz or higher. Most games at 120, which is which is my monitor's uh, max refresh rate. So I don't need it, man. I, there, there's no reason for it. Yeah. I have I have three. Mon- I would like to replace one of my monitors with a 4K monitor, but I'm not stressed over it. It's not something I need to do. But. Uh... Yeah, I, I like my three monitor setup. So whatever video card I have has to be able to support three display ports. Other than that, I don't care. Oh, all all the video cards now have one HDMI and three display port. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I've that's, seen that's a few average. though that only had two display ports and either one or two HDMI. I'm like, no. If you go super low end, you know, like like 2060, 3060, and anything with any any Nvidia with a 60 at the end, you know, you're not you're not gonna you might not get three display ports. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. All right. Um, like I said, I've I've got nothing exciting that I can think of. I had a pretty good Friday chill stream. Uh, people have been commenting on it, so that's good. Oh my uh, god, the Friday chill stream! I was so pissed I didn't get there early. Oh <laughs> okay. man! In in the beginning, you you hit an article about uh games that the this writer the fuck thank thank writer. Malachi on our Discord for that one. He's the one that suggested it. Okay, thanks a lot, Malachi. You actually you actually raised my blood pressure by about twenty points <laughs> because of that. Like, uh, the Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, yeah, there were four games on there that you liked. <laughs> four games on there that this guy has no freaking idea what the hell he's talking about. The only the only caveat I'll give him is Champions. Yeah, it's it's crunchy. Yeah, okay, copy that. It's crunchy. Shouldn't exist. Dino hole. <laughs> Dino hole. Call of Cthulhu is confusing. Only to a two-year-old, you mental midget. 
Jesus. Well, we kind of we kind of figured out from reading the article that either a he wanted uh, a board game, which I didn't see at first, but after reading it, it kind of made sense. Either he wanted a board game, or he didn't want any rules. He just wanted an improv session. Yeah, yeah. He wanted he wanted all improv and cards. Yeah. No. Crafty's got a thirty eighty. Look at that. I have a ten seventy. He does. <laughs> <laughs> Now I I would I would poo poo on a 1070, but he has 1080p monitor, so uh, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, uh, so that's because of my stream setup. I record at 1080p, so I want my monitors to match my recording. I don't like uh, as much uh, translating, transcoding that I can avoid. I do. Sure. Uh, again, that's just part. I know it doesn't matter in this world, but it's just a nature of my job, also. So I take considerations like that here. Um, oh, uh, reactionary principal gaming says. Uh, uh, 3060 has three display ports. Okay, well that's good. I I know the, I know the 2060 didn't. If I remember correctly, it had two HDMI and two display ports. But uh, yeah, uh, I can't think. What, what were we talking? About? Oh, we, uh, yeah. Then the, what was the segment? Oh, then Mr. Max uh, Boivon came on and we uh, talked about. I thought the topic was supposed to be about not uh, how to keep politics out of gaming, but that that turned pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't what the topic was about, but uh, it's a pretty good discussion about just politics and gaming in general. Uh, and I, I think the reason why I thought the discussion was good was it unique? Uh, maybe not, but uh, we kind of wrapped everything we've been saying for a couple of years. I felt into like one segment mm -hmm. or or one topic, and it's this idea that one there's kind of a disconnect, and I don't mean with anybody on the stream. I'm talking in an amorphous yeah. level here that uh, there's a disconnect between what does politics and games mean? And I think that's like the number one definition that needs to be resolved soon because uh, it comes down to, let's use Shadowrun as the example, because we've had people in our Discord say, ah, that's woke trash. It's been woke trash since 1990. No. Well, I, I see, I, I never thought of it that way. When, when I read it the first time in the 90s, I said, oh, the, the Indians, I'm saying Indians, that's right. They're terrorists. They're murderous terrorists. Except that this time the terrorists win. That's novel, because usually terrorists don't win. But they won. Okay. But between goblinization, between, uh, you know, we'll see the, the rise of the Native American nations. That's, that is what they're called in Shadow One, right? Yeah, Native yeah, American nations. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the rise of Tier Tangier, whatever. Uh, you know, again, bunch of hippie stuff. I still just didn't take it that way. It's just one of those things where we looked at it and just said, whatever. And we kept the parts we liked and, and threw away the parts we didn't. Somebody said it was either in Twitter or on the Discord, said something like, Yeah, but look at Mad Max. Mad Max had some sort of weird, what, global warming, yada, yada, world catastrophe, nonsense, corporations right at the beginning that nobody paid attention to. And then you got to the fun action. Exactly. Yeah. So no, was, so nobody cared what that was. It, it wasn't rammed in your face like err err. The the only the only thing that background was for was to facilitate cool car crashes and races yeah. and stuff. Yeah. That's all it was for. So yeah. you weren't thinking about it for the rest of the no. time like what are the, why why is it a desert? Why is this? Oh yeah, nonsense nonsense, who cares? There you go. There you put that in your head. Great. And then you moved on. But nowadays it's it's browbeating and there there's a different to me, there's a difference. I wouldn't say that Mad Max was pushing politics. I wouldn't say that Mad Max was politics in the game. Uh, I mean, you could look at what different Stargate episodes. Well, that was pretty political. Not really. It was just 
it was making a story out of something that could be considered topical. Now you've got people saying Lovecraft is bad, but I'm still going to make his game. We don't want you buying the game if you're of a certain persuasion. Yeah, that pisses me off. When whenever a whenever someone who works for a company or the company itself, you know, through through representatives say, if you don't have these beliefs, don't buy my game. What the hell is wrong with you? A company's purpose is to make money. That's the bottom line. You don't make uh, money, you're out of business. ESG is more important than uh than money I nowadays. So <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. And you know, well, no, no, no. What, what's going to happen as companies start doing that, they're going to, the, the weaker ones are going to start going out of business and that's fine. You know, you, you, you dig, you, you dig your hole and you die in it. That's, that's what happens. And the stronger ones are going to survive long enough to change their tune because the stockholders are going to start getting pissed. Yeah. I wish that would happen sooner rather than later, but with Vanguard Group and uh, what the Soros and his nonsense people, and uh, there's a few others out there. The BlackRock. Oh, BlackRock could make anything happen if they want to right away. They 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 control so many economies and so many countries. Yeah, but that, that but they're they're one of the biggest pushers of ESG. Exactly. I I and I think that's a plan to push smaller smaller uh, companies and entities out. Might be so 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 they can grab up what's left. It's a smart plan. I I have stock in I have stock in BlackRock because of it. You know, like I, yeah, that's the way it is. BlackRock made it so I couldn't buy a house, so I do not have stock in BlackRock. Well, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I get yeah. it. Um, without di diving down that rabbit hole too far, yeah, we we talked about some of that, and I, but I, overall, I thought it was a good discussion. It was one of those that uh, I wasn't sure how it was going to go. In terms of like, is it going to go way off the rails? I think at one point or another, each and every one of us kind of took it off the rails a little bit, but somebody brought it back, you know, uh, to gaming because we wanted to keep with gaming. And the what I ended up with there is what I want to say here before any of the segment videos start is just remember there is a culture war going on. Whether you formerly, currently, whatever, left, right, up, down, center, moderate, whatever, there is a culture war going on. And uh, I remember this part from, yeah, Jackson, <laughs> from Friday. I remember that part <laughs> where you were, you were, you were so, you were trying so hard to, to get his, his obviously political nonsense character to fit in the framework of your campaign. Well, no, no, <laughs> you're, what, you're what I'm saying is that we can, we can talk day. about it. That, that was the whole point. It's like, yeah. uh, hey, you know, if somebody were to come to my table with some sort of nonsense character like that, how would I respond to that? I mean, the easy thing to say is go away. No, tell me what you've got because I look. I rolled out a central casting one time, and one of the characters in the game that I ran many years ago was gay. Before that was cool and so forth. Um, you you can. I, I've had people play both eco terrorists and hippies. It can be done as long as it fits the game, the setting, and so forth. Well, that's why I was talking him through that. So if anybody watches that part of it, I was talking him through like how it would, in a generic sense, like how he could make that fit my campaign. And at one point in there, I know he was joking at one point, but at, at another point in there, we came to the conclusion, like you either need to do this or it's not going to fit. And then we kind of ended it at that point. But because uh, remember, setting first, game second, players third. Uh, you have to fit the setting. So, so I, I was actually happy that he played along with that, you know, that little role play session there, just to show how it can be talked about. If you want to just say no, get out of my, get out, get away from my table for even having that idea. Well, you can absolutely, you can do that. If you want to say no, we accept all comers. You have a bad table, but sure, you can do that as well. 
but uh, oh, uh, Travis, Travis says this gay is never cool. That's correct. Okay. <laughs> no, no. The, the reason being is because you, you, you can't choose it. You can't work for it. It just is. It's like air. Air is not cool or, or not cool. You know, it's, it's cool or not. It's neither. It's just, it just is trying, trying to make something cool that no one has any control over is you just yelling at the rain. I don't, I don't understand. Whatever. We prop up our differences. Ugh. Yeah, I'm waiting to see if there's any follow up from that when I go to work. <laughs> <laughs> I've already got, I've already got my rebuttals ready. Um, but okay, um, that's that's about it. Uh, I think uh, I think we're ready to jump into our segments. What do you think? Go for it. Uh, I'm gonna try to imbue myself with some energy in the meantime. Here, I can do it. I can do it. Want well, to thank all of you wonderful people who support us monetarily. Have you tithed today? Your gracious donations help us provide giveaways, produce more content, and generally give back to the Legion Myth community as a whole. We have over uh, 4,200, not 2,400. That's dyslexia. YouTube subscribers, and we are thankful for each and every one of you. I'm actually kind of surprised with how quickly we're growing right now. It's in, in terms of subs, anyway. Other aspects, hmm, suspect, suspect. I tell you, uh, check the description below for the links to the various Legionist sites, social media, Discord, merch, etc. All right, let me get that over here. That sit that over here. Hey. My window is separated. Go. Oh, they weren't getting along. Who weren't getting along? What? What? The your your. Window. Oh, my windows. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They they got divorced. What? What about your third monitor? <laughs> Who's gonna my have third custody? monitor? My third monitor's got all the chat. Oh, your third monitor is a teenager. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No one wants custody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh. Okay, I think I'm about ready with that. F11, you. Sure, you're full screen. You are. All right, today for segment one, this might be a quick one, although every time I say that, I jinx myself. But this might be a quick one. We're going to cover the background. So we started off looking at the statistics, which were you know, ability scores, attributes, whatever you like to call them from other games, strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, charisma, things that go along with that, things you can do with that on an ability level. Then last week, I spent like four or five days, I think it was, uh, covering <laughs> covering the character classes, hopefully to a point where if you're so pedantic and saw that I missed one paragraph in there, you're like, you know what, that's okay. I think I understand what's still going on here. <laughs> on the other hand, um, might be too in-depth for some people. But we covered all the classes and the subclasses. So those videos are out there. Two hours on the fighter, man. Two hours. Because there's a lot of fighting stuff to talk about. But hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Now today... We're going to basically put the rest of it together. We're not going to have equipment today, but we're going to put the other stuff together. Like, what else does your character, or what else do we need to know about your character before you start playing? Things like your alignment, uh, your deity. It is a Conan world, so it's going to have Cthulhu slash Conan type deities. And, and what else do we need to round this character out so that you can put it on the table and start playing it and having a good time? Okay. Talking about a good time. We believe that role-playing games should take place in fantastic worlds. The focus of the game should be on role-playing and having a good time. Core values of hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop group are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural, organic inclusion, not forced diversity. 
Charity, we support us the Wounded Warrior Project, a national nonpartisan organization whose mission is to honor and empower wounded warriors. Please refer to the description below for the link to where you can make your hopefully tax-deductible donation. And join us Thursdays and Saturday evenings on twitch.tv slash leechamist. Watch Heathen Dog and his team of dirty casuals play multiplayer games for your mockery and enjoyment. Are you guys talking about switching games or no? Uh, we're almost at the end of our uh, DDO free-to-play run. When we hit level 20, that's that's when we plan to to stop with at least those characters. Since since uh, they're still going on up until the 23rd of April, I believe, you can go into the, into the store, the DDO store, and uh, type in and redeem the code dungeon crawl all one word and get 80% of the content for free. So we may start over at level one with playing different classes. It did not seem interested in that (laughs) all this new content, but not all of us are on board with that. So yeah, we're looking for another game, but if you want to look back on yesterday's content, you, you can see how, how to kill your pilot really effectively. Oh, uh, in in Mechware, yeah. Yesterday, so in yesterday Mech was Mechware, yeah. yeah. Garthon's uh, pilot out of the four four or five drops we did, he killed his pilot on two of them. For some reason, he kept getting critical in the face. Yep. And his pilot exploded. Dead. Any BattleTech fans dead. out there know headshots are 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 deadly, and he got headshotted twice. I've had two headshots happen to kill pilots, but that's over the course of my career. Yeah, this one this happened was, in in an hour. Yeah, <laughs> this is two in a row. Pop, pop. And the first time was like, we were trying to figure out what happened. The second time, he was a little angry. I told him, I think it was after you dropped up. I told him, if it had happened a third time, I would have been rolling. <laughs> I would have been alive and laughing so hard. Fourth time, I would have called the game a cheat and quit. <laughs> so, but uh, there we go. So uh, th- that's going on. So uh, look forward to more Dungeons Dragons online or something else, some more MechWarrior online or something else on Saturday. So. But on, here on the YouTube channel, you can watch these game-related segments live every Sunday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time or check out the Friday Night Chill Stream. That's been uh, it's been more and more fun each week, I think, where a panel of guests opine, comment, and editorialize on the tabletop RPG hobby as a whole. And if you're not sure what to expect there, hey, there's a Friday Night Chill Stream playlist for you. You can just watch a whole ton of past ones. Some of them get rather spicy. Depending on how much spice you like on your Taco Bell. They all could be spicy. And of course, we're a live stream podcast. We're not a concise step-by-step tutorial, at least not in segment one. We <laughs> deviate off topic, go on tangents, talk to our live stream viewers. So please like, subscribe, and share. I'm just going to keep doing this the entire... Don't, no, no, uh, uh, <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> uh, why, am I invoking your epilepsy? Well, you're creating it. I didn't have it before. Thanks. I'm pulling it out of you. Did you notice that uh, I learned this on the Friday Chill stream that StreamYard has changed? How so? The the tab, the just using the tab is now the first tab. Well, showing the entire screen is now the third tab. That threw me off. Okay. And when you go to present yours in segment two, you'll see. Oh. You'll see. It's changed. It's not how I remember things. All right. Well, let's get into the background of these characters and let's see is there a page here yes background is on page 114 so we'll get around 114 ish and scroll down from there look at our old school style art that's a lot of skulls it is a lot of skulls and is she missing an eye oh no she just has a raccoon eye patch see apparently she's going after the special skull yeah 
What makes that skull different than every other one? See, if I were to hide a, like a magic skull, I would put it, would it be back on the wall. Yeah, it'd be back there. <laughs> I'd, I'd put the garbage one on the pedestal. <laughs> right? Like, ha ha. All right. Background. Here we go. Let's talk about things that we need to know about our character. Again, we have already started with our, our statistics and character class. So now, character backgrounds comprises race physique, alignment, languages, religion, and secondary skills. Of course, every player character must have a name, perhaps inspired by historical or fictional examples. Some players may invent names from whole cloth. Others might create anagrams of their own names. Wish to generate an authentic sounding name, refer to Appendix A Hyperborea Name Generator. Man, I need all types of name generator. You know me. Yeah. Hey, man. hey Max, uh, what's the name of the barkeep? Uh... uh Bill, Bill, I don't know. Yeah, man. Bill. Yeah, right. That was another common one. Yeah, uh, I am horrible at names when when it's not my player character. It's just random names out there. I have a couple of books behind me for uh, randomly rolling names. But uh, yeah, so I need that. Thank you, Jeffrey Tulanian, for adding that to your book. <laughs> Depending on the style and preference of play, further information may be developed, including character history, personality, place of origin, general outlook, and attitude. Place of origin need not be specific. One might simply say a small farming village or. a Busy port city. Yeah, you don't need a 30-page background. Hmm. What I think about this paragraph is the fact that he's saying, hey, this is what the game needs you to have so that you know things can happen in the game. But yawn, some of you want your 30-page background, so here. <laughs> I could be wrong. I'm not Jeffrey Tulanian. I don't know what he was thinking. No, no, All right, no. We, we, we have the ability to put words in people's mouths. Don't worry. Oh, absolutely. That, that's what being a YouTuber is about. Yep. Okay, so what are the races in the game? Well, let's take a look. Primary races are common. What the hell is a common race? Yeah, I don't mutt. know, man. Just a mutt. Then we have Amazon.com. Sweet. We, ha we have the Atlanteans, so they live in the Pegasus galaxy. Uh, we have the Esquima, so horse people. Are they the, ch are they the, uh, the chuds? <laughs> we have the Hyperborean. Yeah. The uh, Ixian. Ixian? Uh, I wanted to say uh, that's the, the bug people from Rifts. Yeah. We have the Close. Celts, the okay. Cinnamons, I mean the Chimerians. <laughs> They're uh, all strippers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you go. We have the Chimeri Celt, so apparently we got some half-breeds in here. So take that 5th edition D&D. Half-breeds yeah. still exist. <laughs> we have the Picts. The Picts half, oh, half again. And then, of course, because they deserve their own wonderfulness, the Vikings. And then we have a race that's like, you know what? Hold up. <laughs> Go look at another table. What table is this? Oh, let's see what that table says. Just look at the art here. Oh, there I'm just looking at the art. Okay. Oh. Now we have uh, Anglo-Saxon. Jesus, do, do we really need this many differentiation? Really? <laughs> we have Carolina Frank. Sounds like a lumberjack. I know that's not how you pronounce it, but I'm just <laughs> like, what? what? Uh, well, Franks are French. So what is uh, Carolingian? Carolingian? I don't know. Esquimalt, wow, really? okay, another half breed. Why can't you just say half breed? Greeks, Laps, Lemurians, aren't those monsters? Moors. Oh, yeah, the Moors, the Mu. Oh, they, oh, these gotta be Chinese. The Un. <laughs> All I can think of now is Doctor Who. The Ood. The Ood. <laughs> Romans, the Tlingit, and the Akut. The hell's a Tlingit? I don't know, the Klingons. Got the Klingons and the Yakut. Well, Yakut is uh, Western, yeah, Western Russia. Wow. Mongolian nonsense. Yeah. So, um, 
I don't remember these being in second. I could be wrong, but I don't remember these being in second edition. I don't think it needs this many. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, are you paying attention to chat? Yeah. Make sure that we get some stuff put up there. All right. So, anyway, those are the those are the races in the game. You can roll. Probably you can pick if you really want to. So let's take a look at a few of them. We're not going to look at every single race because races don't matter that much. But we are going to look at some of the special ones. First one we're going to look at is common. Of course, we're going to look at. Uh, so we're for sure going to look at the common, Amazon, Atlantean, and Hyperborean. Okay. Because those are the special ones, if I remember correctly. We might look at one or two more. So common because it's common, right? Common. I don't know what that means. We're going to find but out. But means mutt. So it's a it's not a purebred dog. People of mixed or inter inter indeterminate ancestry. <laughs> I really want to say I really want to say the word intermediate for some reason. Like yeah. that's just it's it, I gotta say people of mixed or indeterminate ancestry. Typical ancestries include Celt, Cimmerian, Pict, and or Viking blood. Though almost any mix is possible, including less common races such as Anglo-Saxons, Greeks, Laps, Romans, and or Yakuts. But not the Moo. Can't be a Moo. <laughs> Note that two races, Atlanteans and Hyperboreans, are sexually incompatible with the rest of humanity. Thank you. And one race, the Oon, is sterile. Oh. Oh, what? the Oon are sterile. Oh, we got a half races for life. Well, Patriot Hobbies, thank you for the $1.99. Half races for life. I, I don't personally I don't like half races in the D D sense, you know, uh half elves, half orcs. I don't take them out. Well, I do take out half orcs. Uh I, I, I allow people to play half elves. I just personally don't like them. I also don't like half Klingons, half Vulcans, half I don't I just I don't like it. But it is a common premise in Tolkien-esque style Dungeons and Dragons games. That's why I don't take it out. It is a common trope that is just part of the of the setting. So, and, and I respect that. Sterile, uh, so the blood will not be mixed with common-blooded folk. Regardless, common folk are of variable height, build complexion, hair color, and eye color. They can be found throughout Hyperborea. Typical homelands are as follows. The city well, state... That, that doesn't matter. What, what, do they have any special traits be, because of their hugely mixed blood? That's the important part. I well, don't care yeah, where they're from. So this does matter. This will, does. At least this one, because Chromarium... If it's the same as second, that is like the hub. That is the place where you're going to find pretty much all of them. Can everybody can start from this one? Okay. Great. Uh, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, anyway, the jewel of the kingdom of Hyperborea, the city state of Cromerian, is a dismal, seedy place choked by the smoke of its factories. Yes, factories. It is the largest center of population in Hyperborea, and it boasts the greatest degree of cultural, racial, and religious diversity in the realm. That's why that's why I read this one. Because uh, everybody can start in this city, if I'm remembering correctly. And so it's a very common place to have everybody start in this nice, bleak, smog-filled yeah. cesspool of a <laughs> New York City or or San Francisco. Well, no, too much, too much industry. I'd say uh, uh, a mixture of New York and Detroit. Oh, Detroit. That's a good example. There you go. Chromarium Spiral Towers of Black Nice. Is that how you say that? Nice. Good nice. Nice, probably. Nice, that's, that's what I thought, too. Are renowned throughout the realm as constructs of pre-human conception. All right. Okay. Whatever. Amazons. What are Amazons? A race renowned for its matriarchal cast of warrior women. 
tall and robust with light to olive complexion, black to auburn hair, and blue or hazel eyes. Amazon women on the moon are taller and more heavily thewed than Amazon men who tend to gravitate towards sorcery and science. Amazons dwell at the remote corners of the world because where do we put our women? In the corner. Baby or, goes in the corner. Or in the kitchen. Okay. That, that's, Am- that, every corner is a kitchen in Hyperborea. There you go. Amazons. <laughs> Amazons dwell at the remote corners of the world. The Hellenic roots of these Amazons can be traced to the Black Sea of Old Earth. Far safe. Where they're... Kynark... Uh, wow. Are these real words? The Gynarchic yeah. society reserved no small amount of contempt for Scythians. Correspondingly, the Amazonians of Hyperborea despised the Ixians. I feel like I'm reading a biblical text right now. Yeah, oh. it's it's a lot of. I'm 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 sensing a just from these couple of things. I'm sensing a trend that uh, your choice of of uh, race, human race, human culture is going to really, really affect your group dynamic. Or could, depending on how strong of a role-play group you have. You and I would see it that way, but there are people, whatever, man, I just pick a race. Doesn't say I have to hate the person. You know, well, it it kind of does. It kind of does right there. Well, most Amazons, doesn't say all, it says just most. Most Amazons adhere to a rigid lifestyle that embraces law. Typical homelands are as follows. It. I don't care. Yeah, but they have a city in the clouds. I don't, I don't care. It's in the clouds. Uh, Anglo-Saxon, I don't care about that. Esquima. Where the hell are the Hyperboreans and so forth? Oh, Atlanteans. We need to look at Atlanteans. Okay. Scattered remnants of a nearly extinct race whose origins trace back to old Earth's antediluvian Atlantis. Makes sense. In the days of yore, the sorcerer scientists of Atlantis were... Kovals of the like, man, I need a thesaurus of the Hyperboreans, much like the people of Lemuria and Mu. Atlanteans are of medium build, with jaundice to glau- glaucous complexion, black or blonde hair, aquiline features, and pale gray or yellow eyes. Atlanteans are sexually incompa- incompatible with the other races, perhaps due to the development of aquatic traits, web digits amphibious respiratory systems, including gill slits on their necks, and oily skin that dries painfully if not immersed in salt water periodically. That's okay. Um, Pass. (laughs) Just pass on that one. So uh, Atlantica is a trio of islands where the last concentration of Atlanteans struggle to endure. Okay, uh, they they live... Okay, never mind. I thought that there was going to be more to it than that. Esquimaux. Are these... um, these uh, Eskimos? I think they are. Yeah, they're Eskimos. Okay. Uh, Greek. Did I miss? Oh, Hyperborean. There we go. There it is. Extremely tall. Long-lived 200 plus years. People of milk-white skin, golden hair, and violet eyes. Rare females shoe skill- silky <laughs> blue-black hair. Jeffrey. Jeffrey, I understand that you're trying to use, you know, prose here that makes you feel archaic and old, but damn it, it's hard to put some of these words together. Hyperboreans are slow of speech and violent of temperament. For ages, they alone inhabited the polar continent Hyperborea of old Earth. Then came the ashen worm and the unrelenting ice age. The Hyperboreans went dormant as the realm was mantled in ice and torn away from Earth. The other races 
deemed as savages, apes, or submen. Are we allowed to say those words nowadays? We're allowed to read someone else, Sam. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Largely arrived during the ensuing millennia. By the way, a little a little note on grammar here that I want to thank him for. I see so many people not doing this in books. I don't care how you write on my Discord. In books. Comma before the quotation marks. This is correct. Thank you, Jeffrey Tulanian, for actually following the standards of English. Moving on. The native Hyperboreans emerge from the deeps and reclaim the jewel of their erstwhile empire. Chromarium. There we go. Chromarium. I got to remember that. I want to keep calling Chromagnon. Chromarium. And for a time, they lived in the lotus dreams and decadence. But then came the green death and all fell to ruin and decay. Hyperboreans are sexually incompatible with non-Hyperboreans, and most are reputed to be the descendants of renegades, outcasts, and expatriates. Ex Expaters? Ex I thought, see, again, my brain's saying... maybe. Yeah, my brain's saying expatriators, but no, that's I not... I know, right? That's, that's not right, though. But so, uh, un unlike the Atlanteans, it doesn't give a, an immediate explanation on why they are not sexually compatible. You know, Atlanteans are freaking freaking aliens people, whatever yeah, fish people yeah. well they're fish yeah. people but hyperboreans they just besides being long-lived like double the double or triple the lifespan of uh, other races it doesn't actually say why it, it doesn't well, well atlanteans are the fish people hyperboreans are basically the aliens they're aliens it, well erudite i mean they're alien as to erudite aliens hmm. to some degree I don't know. I don't read. I'm sure, fortunately, I don't read a lot of Conan, and I don't know what he's changed with that. I think that's it. I just want to read the weird ones because I want to show why they were weird. Let me just make sure there's nothing else. Uh, what's a lap? Uh, oh, lap. Okay, uh, Laplanders. Got it. Um, Moorian. Moors. We know what Moors are. Picks. Moo, okay, Moo, Dominion of Ebony Skin People. Oh, are they Africans? It seems. Okay, dim, dim, uh, diminutive Ebony Skin People with broad noses, slanting eyes, and straight black hair. Okay. They're a so, they're Chinese. A, yeah, but not. Okay. Fine. A race in severe decline, the Moo typically garb themselves in long, dun colored smocks, and that both sexes crop their hair identically. They're reclusive. That, What's that? Could, that? That could be why you 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 dress in something described as shit, <laughs> and your males and females look the same. Um, bad. <laughs> bad idea. Okay. So the Mu originate from a lost continent of old Earth that, like Atlantis and Lemuria, was swallowed by the waves. Prior to this, they had excelled in math. Maybe it's Taiwan. I don't know who is this. <laughs> uh, Mark uh. Hawkman says they're probably Polynesians. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, that kind of makes sense. Although it does kind of uh, ebony skin. Whatever. Well, but it's a fantasy world. I don't care. Who, who, who weren't mixed with the French. They, they had darker skin. <laughs> I mean, I don't, it's a fantasy world. I don't, I don't care. It's all good. But uh, what, what's, what's most telling about why their race is in decline is their language. Did you read that part? Check it out. Um, they're reclusive people who speak a secret tongue. What? A language of 814 words. Well, 814 wow. words. I mean, you think that's a lot of words, right? It's mm. definitely not. It is definitely not. Just as in an example, we have over 2,000 sounds in the English language. Yeah, not words, sounds. Tens of thousands of words. 2,000 different sounds. They have 814 total words. 
you they're not going to be able to explain anything properly compared to us compared to the other races they're there's their <laughs> gully dwarves their language is so simplistic as as to be something for a child. So, yeah. But what is kind of cool about them, though, or the fact that they're in the game, is that it does add more variety, more diversity, so to speak, that uh, gives you more options that you can play. Uh, Ghostman, Subterranean Wraith, Race, okay. Um, Romans, I don't remember Romans being in the original, the second edition one. I might be wrong, though. Akut. That's it. All right. Now we're going to start looking. Hopefully the language becomes normal now. <laughs> well, normal for Jeffrey Tulanian. Physique. Physique encompasses your character's gender, age, height, weight, eye color, hair color, and complexion. All of which can be randomly rolled or selected. However... Well, he just got canceled. Why? He just got canceled. Because he, he uh, classifies gender as a physical attribute. Wait, wait. Uh, yeah, none of those are mental. You're right. <sighs> no. It's not canceled by us. So Too should bad. a player... <laughs> What's that? Too bad. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> should a player select or dice for a specific race, physical traits should roughly correspond with heredity, but exceptions are not impossible. Basically saying, look, if you want to be some sort of freak in nature, you can. But hey, come on. Come on. Just Don't be that guy. Be respectful. Dye your hair back from blue and, and you know, be... Be become one of us, all right? right? Human race. Players may choose a randomly determined character gender. Okay. What, what are the options? How many genders are there? How do I randomly determine a gender if I don't know how many there are? Yeah, no one knows how many there are. I, I you know, I have a hundred-sided die. Uh, uh, <laughs> as of as of three years ago, that's not enough. There is no chart for gender. <laughs> okay, let me go back. Up. What do we do? <laughs> Continue to make fun of it. That's what we do. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, age. Most player characters begin play as young adults or adults. To randomly determine age, simply roll a d6 in which a result of 1, 3 is young adult, and a result of 4 through 6 is an adult. The player may select the precise age from the range indicated on the table below. Well, let's take a look. Um, you are a... Oh, race. All others. You're an all other. Can you roll me some... Oh, what are we rolling here? 14 to 20? What are you rolling? Oh, it's a d6. Uh, you want to roll a d6? Yeah. One. Okay, you're a young adult. I'm guessing you're an all-other, probably not a Hyperborean. So uh, you can start between age 14 and 20. Well, the Hyperboreans, same thing. Oh, yeah. Good, good point. Apparently, their aging doesn't slow down until they become adults. Only so much you can learn in the first 14 years, apparently. Mm -hmm. As a character, What's that? 14 to 20, apparently. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, good point. As the character transitions to middle age and beyond, the referee is at liberty to impose a reduction to the attributes of strength, dexterity, and our constitution. No, I, I love that. It's not like here's the chart to do it. This is a, you know what? <laughs> you done pissed me off for the last six adventures. Oh. You aged out. And now, now I'm going I'm going the extreme, of course, because that's how people feel it's done. No, I mean. No, no. But, I, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it. It makes sense. I mean, I personally think that a chart is better because it prepares the player for, for the inevitable, you know, march of time on their character rather than have it up to the, up to the game master. But aging 
down with physical characteristics and up with mental characteristics is always something I really loved in uh, in D and D. We used to be D and D second second edition. Yep. Yeah, second edition. I really really loved it because if if I wanted to play a wizard, sometimes I would start at sixty. I mean, yeah, my my strength, my dex, my con would be crap, but dude, I'm I'm the I'm the old wise man. People people come to you. I'm I'm that dude. I'm that guy. I can dig it. You'll be dead next week, you know. So welcome to level two. But I, I like the idea of a game, and I've I've run across a couple where you roll and you have the possibility. So for example, whatever the age, what's the age here? We'll say uh 44. So when you hit age 45, let's use DD terms because this is a DD type game. You roll a saving throw versus death. If you make the saving throw, fine, no reduction in. In, in attribute if you fail the saving throw one of those attributes goes down by one well no i i would do this i would do this uh for middle-aged roll a save if you make it no reduction in physical attributes but you choose one mental attribute increase it by one because you have lived 45 years you didn't live with your eyes closed for 45 years okay because if I... you did you'd be dead but I would only do it once during that that uh, yeah, time during frame. That, during I will... that span, it happens again when you're old. But when you're old, you roll a save. If yeah. you make it, you must reduce one attribute by one. If you fail, you reduce two attributes by one. Conversely, you can now increase two mental attributes by one. As an example, you know it, it would get it would get more severe for physically, but more beneficial mentally. Crafty, I don't understand what you're uh, sending me here. Oh, this is oh he says it's a change from second edition. Okay. I got it. Um second I, edition actually had had a chart and said what yeah, should happen. I know, I know. That I want I like charts. I, I like the chart for that, just just so the players on the on the same page. But uh in in uh in this game, magical uh induced aging is much more of a thing than it was in D second edition. So you can easily get minuses to your physical attributes and get no bonuses to your mental attributes because you didn't live through the aging. You just now have arthritis. Suck it up. Yeah. You know, like that's the way it is. And it does say here uh the referee is at liberty to impose uh and then down here whilst allowing for increase to intelligence and or wisdom. Yeah. Uh height and weight. Height and weight may be selected or randomly rolled. Let's just look at the chart. We don't need to read all of that. No got a chart right here and there you go all right so your minimum is 411 and your maximum is six foot scroll down uh, six foot eight plus well, plus 24 so seven foot so seven foot uh okay you're you're gonna make an nba team on that one but okay <laughs> uh five nine uh plus one d three is average so oh, i really like this chart because uh, if if you happen to be really tall, you also cannot happen to be really really super skinny. Yeah, it's just average weight. Well, what does yeah. it say? What does it say for weight? Does it say that you do anything different with weight? No, you you roll and then you go across the chart. You go across from left to right. So uh, height establishes average weight, which yep. might be adjusted by a subsequent D10 roll. Yeah, but it's so, it's not going to be yeah. ridiculous. That I like that. And here's a, a, the lot, a lot of other height weight charts get ridiculous because you roll them all separately. Right. Yeah. Uh, here's the D10 roll right here. Yeah. This so, one is not. I like that. You can be pretty fat though. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's move down. And no, I'm not looking at the race chart. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You eye can... color doesn't matter. Whatever. Oh, it's there. Yeah. Eye it's color, there. I color. mean, it, it, it all it all depends on your race, really. 
I have to look yeah. up half these words. I know what jaundice is, but I don't know what glaucus is. Copper, labor, and uh, milky, I think, like uh, like glaucoma. Okay, <laughs> maybe you're right. That would make sense. And uh, wow, look at that more complexion. Jesus. Okay, this is a again. This is unnecessary. No, too many I, races. I, too many. Too many different traits. I disagree. I I, th I think you don't need it. You don't need it. All you gotta do is have a freaking paragraph that says, "Dude, what what whatever whatever you want, fucking do it." I don't care. Because that that's what that's what these expansive charts are. I don't care. That's what no. that's what the makers saying. I don't really care. No, I I disagree. I think he's saying here that uh, you roll a D fifty plus eye color. D thirty plus forty is your hair color because that that's, that leads to a trend. So you're not yeah, gonna it, have it, you're not gonna have does, uh, blue eyed uh, Africans. Well, there are okay. Never mind. Doesn't matter. Very rarely. Very rarely. True. And that you'll have to uh, work out. Uh, other physical traits. Okay, now we're down to alignments. Let's see. Nobody ever argues about alignment. Ever. Nope. It's never nope. come up ever. Nope. Every, alignment's always fine. So what alignments are in this game? Alignment is governed by the opposing forces of law. Actually, we're starting something pretty different here. Do you have any chat starred? Yeah. Okay, let's let's hit that. Let's hit the chat. Okay. Uh, WJ says, it's not a Legion Myth live stream unless both hosts are being snarky and smartasses. You are correct, sir. <laughs> if you just want to read the book, <laughs> you can <laughs> read the book us. whenever you want. But if you want some excellent commentary about not being able to read half the words that Tulane put in the book today... Yeah. Um, then you got us. Pronounced nice. It's pronounced nice. Thank you, Mar Hawkman. Appreciate it. And then W comes back for a second shot. Why'd you skip the Oon? The Migo made them. Migo are uh, our uh, alien race from uh, Call of Cthulhu. Oh, um, because I didn't want to spend every day on every race. Yeah, and I understand. All day I, on I'm, every... I'm only stopping this so long to say the uh, me the Migo or whatever. They're they're uh, fungus people. Kind of. Okay. I honestly kind of. thought that uh, in, in the race section up here that there was going to be more... Uh, I probably should have known better because second edition didn't have it either, but I thought there was going to be more to it other than a quick description and where they're from. That ended up being why I only covered the Atlanteans, the Hyperboreans, the weird ones, right? Oh. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, okay. For now. Alignment is governed by the opposing forces of law, civilization, and chaos, barbarism. Law and chaos are subdivided by the... Yeah, the word... Of the... the ethos. I'm going to the ethos of good and evil. Is that ethel? Eth? Eth? The hell is that word? That's, that's what I'm looking up right now. Okay. <laughs> Ethy? I, you know what? I, I like to consider myself somewhat well-read. It's like he went out of his way. Well, it gives it... I, I like it in the sense that it gives it a feel for the book. You know, when he uses words like betwixt and trebled. But uh, some of these, on the other hand, it's like, dude. Okay, uh, the internet says, no, did you mean ethyl? Did you mean ether? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean any of that, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with the eth. Because I'm guessing it's close to ethos. So, uh, are subdivided by the eth of good and evil. The alignments lawful good, lawful evil, chaotic good, and chaotic evil define the worldview of most intelligent beings, and neutrality forms a nexus of behavioral indifference. Creatures 
of like alignment are typically acceptable to one another. Now, one of the things that you can sit here all day and all night and argue in some sort of weird pedantic legalese, that's where he's defined it for you here. Okay? You're playing his game. He's defined it for you here. If you don't see it the way he sees it, that's on you. I don't care. We're going with what's in the book, no matter what is said after this point. Are we all good with that? Is everybody good with that in chat? You good with that out in video land? Heathen dog, are you good with that? I'm fine. We're, okay, we're going to go with what he says. Lawful good. Chaotic good, neutral. Lawful evil, chaotic evil. There we go. Alignment informs player character's behavior, ethics, principles, and viewpoint. A character class may have specific alignment restrictions, and violation of the alignment's precepts can trigger severe consequences. Good, we'll find out what those are. The referee might impose an experience point penalty, and a repeat offender could lose a level of experience and or be divested of character class. Example, a paladin could become a fighter. That's a very common one. Mm-hmm. Though the special abilities unique to fighters may not be developed until after a year of training, if at all. Why? Because you're not used to fighting like a fighter because you were a paladin and you had special abilities that you relied on. Rawr. That's a very Conan-esque picture. Lawful good. What is lawful good in the world of Hyperborea? To be just, honest, law-abiding, loyal, and trustworthy. Lawful good creatures prefer to work with or for a group, order, or organization. That's one of the things I think is lost a lot when people play alignments in D&D, is that they forget that good, or sorry, lawful isn't just obeying laws. It's about what we'd say in the military, good order and discipline. It, it, it's the team player. They usually are respo- uh, responsive and obedient to a higher authority, help those in need, and refuse to perpetuate illegal activities in a just society. Yeah, find me a just society. All right. Lawful evil. To believe the strong must be must ruthlessly dominate and control the weak. Lawful evil creatures are usually true to their word. Hey, look at that. He's honest and he's about to kill you. Albeit to unjust or diabolical effect. They obey a higher authority, often dictator, and might serve as instruments of tyranny and oppression. Without mercy, they smite the helpless, including unarmed foes. Yes. This, to me, is the least represented... How do I say this? There should be a way, way, way more lawful evil people out there in terms of lieutenants. Chaotic evil doesn't work well with with a chaotic evil overlord. You know who works well with a chaotic evil overlord? A lawful evil lieutenant. Yes. Because he wants to be part of a group, but but he wants the group that he's part of to be strong. And for that to happen, the weak must be called from it. Okay. That's fine. Chaotic good. To value freedom and unrestraint so long as such pursuits do not inhibit the lives of other goodly folk. Independence and self-reliance are the highest value. Chaotic good creatures are honest with those whom they deem deserving, other good creatures, but they are not necessarily law-abiding if law prohibits them from affecting what they believe to be right. Okay, now most people in the, in, that are watching this would fall under chaotic good would fall in in this context under chaotic good. You have no problem with with the, uh, you know, with with governments, you have you have no problem with that. They exist for a reason. But 
you got to stop messing with me when when it hits when it when it infringes on on my liberty and you know conversely i'm not going to step on other people to get what i want cuz i'm intrinsically a good guy and i'm not going to take away your freedom either makes sense that's how that's how most people to their at their core who are not sociopath really think okay Great. I would say in in the alignment constraints of this game, using this uh, one, two, three, four, this five alignment system, I agree with you. Since it's not using the nine alignment system. No, no, this is just five. So, so yeah. now chaotic evil. There it is. To be dishonest, traitorous, and unscrupulous, even with others of like alignment, unless some advantage is to be gained by behaving otherwise. Chaotic evil creatures abide no laws and fail to recognize authority save that which is brutally enforced. They lie, cheat, and steal freely. They place a little value on life, including their own. Uh, and their pleasures are oft abominable. I don't like that including their I own I don't like part. that, yeah, the, the including their own thing. Because if you're chaotic evil, the most important person in the universe is you. Again, I mean, in this five alignment construct. In yeah. this five alignment thing, yeah. the most important person in the universe is you. Other people either exist to bring you up or they die. That's it. So, you know, the, the only reason for a group is to, is to elevate you. If a group doesn't do that, that group has no purpose. You kill it, take its resources and get another group. Now, to be fair, could be reading into the, including their own aspect of it in terms of thinking that it's like suicidal. What, what, what I want to stray away from if a player is uh, following this alignment for whatever reason, if I, well, okay, I wouldn't allow it. But if I were to allow it, is the fact that I, I there's a difference between mental illness, like sociopathy. Okay, that's a mental illness. That's not an alignment. Uh, and and what this alignment would be to be just completely nutcase, crazy, suicidal, or you know, not give a give a care in the world. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I I I don't like that. No, I don't like that either. No. But if it's just, hey, look, man, if I die, I die. The world, I'm just going to be worm food anyway. The world doesn't care. So I'm going to enjoy it as, as often as I can. And then, okay, then, then I guess I get it. But that's one of those that can be rationalized by players in a way where I have to smack them. I am not condoning violence, or am I? Neutral, to be indifferent to laws, chaos, good and evil. Neutral creatures typically focus on survival. Hence, this alignment is often associated with the animal kingdom. A lot of people like to go with the term unaligned. I think they they both are fine. Neutral, unaligned, whatever. Intelligent creatures of this alignment are honest and trustworthy when it benefits them or their cause. And generally they obey laws when it's either to their advantage or that of their cause. Conversely, they embrace independence or even foment rebellion when it behooves them. Some adherents of so-called true neutrality believe that a balance betwixt law and chaos, good and evil, must be militantly preserved. I hate those players. <laughs> others, others may be neutral, yet exhibit the tendencies of another ethos, law, chaos, good or evil. Such a character's alignment may be listed as neutral, good, neutral, evil, neutral, lawful. Okay, see, you, you, well, it's tended to overcomplicate it. You had to, he, he started off with five, five alignments, great. And then it's like, oh, no, but it can be more. Five, six, seven, eight. Now we're back to nine. God well, damn it. When it's in parentheses, that's tendencies. That's neutral with good tendencies, neutral with evil tendencies. Um, I mean, I, I don't care. I'm used to seeing them, so it doesn't bother me. I've seen them in a lot of games. Hell, I've seen them in D&D &D when there is or when there are nine alignments. And yet somebody still says neutral 
and then good in parentheses. But that's not neutral good. That's neutral with good tendencies. So did we now just make 13 alignments? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you, you know you know what I think about a neutral alignment to begin with. Oh, please tell the great viewers out there oh, what you think. Of. Yeah, neutral doesn't exist. It never has. No one has ever been true neutral at all. You can't be an intelligent being that has a thought in your head, an opinion on anything, and be true neutral. It is only for the animal kingdom. That is it. You you disagree? I don't care. I did. I disagree. Not only vehemently, but you're 100 wrong. <laughs> Sorry. I don't care because you're 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 taking that. You're saying a decision can't be made if you have a neutral alignment, and that's absolutely a no, no, no. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You said you can't have an opinion. And that's what you base no, your no, decisions no. If on. If you have an opinion, mm-hmm. steak is better than pork. Then yeah, you're not neutral. Yes, I absolutely am neutral. Nope. That has nope. nothing to do with neutrality. Sorry, man. You're just wrong. And we got to okay. move on. We covered that when we covered the Druids on Gatekeepers. So if anybody wants to go watch a Gatekeepers episode on Druids, I talk all about the neutral alignment there. And it says in black and white how Heathen Dog is wrong. So Yeah. And they're, they're also made up, too. You can Despite make up anything it. you want. That's fine. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah, I'm using the rules of the game and sure. what its definitions are. So sure. <laughs> please put in comments your thoughts about the neutral alignment. Despite its relatively diminutive size, Hyperborea boasts an unusual variety of languages. Well, what are those languages? All right, we have common, Berber. Oh, by the way, uh, where's the, I want to get to the rolling part. I probably shouldn't skip that. Where is it? If your character has one or more bonus languages, you may roll a D percentile on the table below to determine them. Because you start with your faction language or your race language, right? Sure. Uh, the language mama taught you. Right. And then you roll... D percentile, if you have extras, or you can pick, I suppose, if your game master lets you. Referee. And here are got- all the different languages in there. And it says, who probably speaks them? So if you're a Viking, chances are you're going to learn Old Norse. Or, on the other hand, maybe you're like, I'd like to talk to the Vikings. I'm going to learn Old Norse. Or you roll randomly like I did, and you got Celtic. Uh, What, what number? 52. 52? Okay. You got the... The Goidelic dialect, dialect, whatever, whatever. I, I don't, I don't know which, which, which one's the good one and which, which one's the southern one. I don't care. Well, you're speaking to Celts instead of Picts, <laughs> with an asterisk. Uh, okay, that's for the half picks. Nobody cares about half picks. So let, let's look at your one language then. No, let's look at the weird languages. Uh, is it Una? That's that's the one that has no words. Uh, 814 words. Unique, limited language. That has no marking of the interrogative status of yes, no questions. What? Wow. You can't. I, I can't even fathom that immediately. I, I can't. I don't, I don't understand what that means. I'd have to think about it just to understand the, the, the lack of, uh, of language. I have no language for it. Uh, I'm moving on. I don't want to think about it. Um, <laughs> I want, where, is, uh, where are cool languages like Hyperborean? What do they speak? Okay, what does it say the Hyperboreans speak up here? I don't know. Uh, Moo. We can look at Moo for a moment also. Apparently, Hyperboreans don't speak. Yeah, they're fine. Or only they get to learn it, so you can't learn it on the side. Oh, Hyperborean. Oh, oh, Hellenic. Okay, so kind of Greekish. A Hyperborean dialect of Hellenic. Of, of Greek, yeah. <laughs> okay. And the Amazon speak. Oh, also the Amazon dialect of uh, Hellenic. So right. if you if you know Hellenic, you can probably get away with asking, you know, can may I have some cheese or where's the bathroom in a lot of other lands. Okay. 
Rare, oh, here we go. Rare and secret languages. Rare and secret languages are spoken and are written, blah, blah, blah. One notable exception is Hyperborean Esoteric. The clandestine language of Hyperborean sages and sorcerers who refuse to teach it to other people. Well, my character will do it. No, you won't. And I will stab your character. Um, it shares commonalities with no other language and may contain certain vocalizations that non-Hyperboreans are unable to duplicate. Lots of clicks and whistles, apparently. All right. <laughs> Fart noises and so forth. Religion. All right. The fun part. Are we ready to look at the gods of Hyperborea? I think we well, are. I'm first, not, I'm let's, not... let's look at the starred comments here. Oh, okay. All right. We got uh, Mr. Max saying the opposite of what I said. Ethos is singular. Eth is plural. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. And Mahawkman comes out with uh, people in D&D land don't like writing lawful evil since it reminds too much of modern society. I can see that as as in the back of people's mind. The, the reason why there's not more lawful evil people in the world, well, there really should be. But uh, they don't want to put lawful evil people in the world because it's it seems dirty. I get it. And Crafty says the emperor in Star Wars is chaotic evil. Darth Vader is lawful evil. I agree. I agree. Mm. Darth Vader uh, preserves order in the Empire. Whereas the Emperor being the top, uh, he's, he's, he's only cares about himself, the Empire second. So he's not lawful evil. He doesn't really care about the law. He cares about him. The, the, he only, he only uh, enforces laws to save him. So I can, I, can, I, can, I can get behind that. Using, again, the, this definition of the alignments, yes. All right, so, Apollo, we're only going to look at a few gods, but the deity of law associated with light, the sun, healing, archery, swordsmanship, ship, music, and poetry. He is the twin brother of Artemis and often manifests as a golden-haired young warrior. Typical Great. clergy are clerics, paladins, priests. That makes sense. Typical followers are any. Um, what this, uh, see, I want to find one that, uh, typical followers. As the Thoth? No, 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 go back up. That's super Cthulhu. Yeah, well, yeah, there's Cthulhu in here, too. Yeah. So, deity of chaos associated with confusion, entropy, infinity, insatiable hunger, madness, vibrations, ceaselessly beating drums. Oh, God, that'd be horrible. And haunting flutes. It is reputed to manifest as a black... Why, why is he... Okay, hold on. Blasphemous, amorphous, yeah, yeah. something. Okay, why is Apollo a he? <laughs> okay, and uh, as a thought, however the fuck you say that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> because it, it doesn't have a, a human-like form so you, it doesn't have a sex and i believe i believe it's it's as a toth as a toth but, okay but whatever i don't really I, i'm only saying that it's like this this seems to me like oh apollo that's a good god that will venerate he is a twin brother of artemis this nasty monstrosity down here it look don't worship it it's refuted to manifest as a blasphemous amorphous blight of bubbling chaos <laughs> hey you know what Different strokes for different I, folks. I think that's biased. I think that's biased against Lords of Chaos. I'm just saying. Um, typical followers, any again. I thought some of these weren't any, but uh, Boreas, uh, Helios. Helios is actually a pretty common one in the setting. Mm -hmm. uh, Cthulhu, there's your Cthulhu. It's like Cthulhu. Dumbo. He's got Dumbo ears. Um, wings, actually. <laughs> I'm going with the ears. It's supposed to be wings. It's a it's a symbol representing him, so it's kind of kind of compacted. But yeah. Okay. Tomato, tomato, ears. Deity uh, of chaos associated with sorcery, necromancy, deviltry, witchcraft, 
Nightmares, Madness, Exhilaration, Destruction, and Havoc. Okay. Uh, he pres- now, he- now, Cthulhu is a he. He's well, all evil. I guess he's body, got more respect. A recognizable body, where if you are an amorphous blob of garbage, then it's that, like, I don't know, I, don't know, I got nothing. But uh, no, his his actual body looks like looks male. I don't know. He presents as a winged octopodus being. That doesn't sound male to me. That sounds fishy. Immense in size. <laughs> uh, clerics, monks, priests, and shamans. Uh, there's the skull dude. It's a raven. Oh, hey, we got for, uh, Forbidden Lands in here. Raven God. Uh, Rel God. That's another common one, too, Rel. Thamagorga? Uh, yeah, I can't pronounce it. Well, thama- th- thaumaturgy, thaumaturgy, and then Gorga, Gorgon. Tlacnaca. What? Tlacnaca. Spider. Deity of neutrality. Oh, no wonder it's stupid. All right. <laughs> Deity of neutrality associated with spiders. Death. Oh, poison. animal. What do you know? Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. How can you be neutral and, okay, death I get. That's fine. But neutrality and predation, murder. Well, okay, fate uh, would be neutral, but. Uh, yeah, I, I I really don't like the murder. Thing. Yeah, everything that's... else is in the natural order of animals. Predation that's 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 part of the circle of life. Just let it go. Death, poison that's all animal stuff. I get it. Dreams and fate. I can understand that since since dreams and and fate are unknowing and whatever, just like just like neutrality, all unknowing and, and amorphous. But murder. I, I don't like the predation either because it invokes it, it's it's not just on the animal side but it invokes you know, uh murderous intent it invokes well, no, it, assassination not, that's that's not what it you know predation is is hunting usually almost exclusively for food to eat to to consume your prey that's why you do it yeah but not so, when it's used in with humanity though well, yeah, this is a god, and it's a it's a spider god. So, yeah, but gods you know, are, having... are human. Our human imagination's gone wild. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I I, I would have preferred murder a different one. I have the biggest problem with murder because that that that's not neutrality at all. That's consciously killing someone for some other reason besides natural order. Yeah, I mean, murder is 100 percent, and probably every kingdom, I'm sure you can find one, but illegal. Not killing, but murder no, is. Killing is different. Predation is different than murder. Murder is is uh, just emotional in almost every respect. Hmm. All right, Zekwatha, like whatever the hell, however the hell you say that, Yig. Yeah, I got Pep. not nothing on that one. Yig, Zethakwa. Uh, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Hey, Pep. Emir, Emir is another common one. Yeah. Yunde. The Wendigo. I'm going with the uh, Wendigo. What? Ethakwa. <laughs> Wendigo. Technically. Uh, a Winde- uh, I was thinking of the uh, Winnebago. That's what yeah. I wanted to say. Okay, yeah. All right. And yeah. So we got a bunch of gods out there, and it pretty much says who it's associated with the typical clergy. Remember, typical means anybody can do it, but also means respect the setting. And if you're not one of these, try to stay away from them. Yeah. Secondary skills. We're almost done. Professional trade skills. Are, oh, sorry. Professional or trade skills typically are developed from childhood to adolescence. Think of a patronage. Well, Sold yeah, a- yeah. If, if if you are if you are a fighter, you know, if if you are a paladin, and you you started your training at thirteen, but your father was a blacksmith and you helped him between the ages of five and twelve, you're probably gonna have some blacksmithing skills, yep. and this explains that. Yep. Okay. 
on the table below, roll a d6 for the column, followed by a d20. Go ahead and roll. All right. Five. Okay, and then roll a d20. Six. Okay, second column. Oh, wait, third column. And you're a potter. Woo! Well, I, I, I was, I grew up knowing how to pot. <laughs> oh, it doesn't, doesn't actually give examples of what they do here. So let's, um, uh, this is this hardly representative. Uh, specifics regarding trade or profession may be developed. A miner might be a coal miner, copy, copper miner, lead miner. Oh, that'd be great. Or a salt miner. An animal trainer might be a dog trainer, horse trainer, or mammoth trainer. Furthermore, if the result is such as limiter painter sculptor is generated, one might simply opt to have some background in sculpting, not necessarily all three form, art forms. So you choose something. You specialize yourself. Like potter. Like I chose potter. But do I make clay pots? Do I make wood pots? Do I make metal pots? What kind of potter am I? I don't just make uh, all I pots. I I would I wouldn't care. I'd be honest with you. I mean that that I would be. I wouldn't care either. But this this game gets horribly specific a lot of times. So. Well, but do you hear me out? Uh, it's it's not about the uh, it's not about the style of potting. It's for me. What what is important about a secondary skill? Well, what's important about a secondary skill is the fact that you have something that you can invoke from your character. In a game sense. Now, I don't exactly know off the top of my head how Potter would work, which is part of the reason why I don't care if it's clay, metal, paper. I, I don't care how you're doing your pottery, but when it comes to dealing with maybe identifying good clay, strong uh, to make strong walls, to make a defensive position, I would al I would allow that to be part of your character's makeup, even if you don't personally know much about it. How to make bricks? Eh, that'd be pushing it, but I could see the understanding of clay and at least how it has to be baked and so forth. Plus, if you're really desperate for money, you have a skill to draw back on, you know, to fall back on. You have yes. a skill. Exactly. So where people lose, lose the, the farm here is when uh, they start treating it like it's the only thing they know how to do. Great. I know how to make a pot. My character's worthless. I can't do anything. No, no. no there's a lot. For example, sailor. Sailor slash seaman. All right. Oh, I can do a sailor ship. No, man. That comes with a whole lot of skills. Rope tying. Swimming. Um... Uh, pro probably some some very very basic wood patching would come along with that. Uh, I I would I would also give uh, uh, salting food for for long term voyage stuff like that. I would give you knowledge of all of that mm -hmm. if you are a sailor because to be a sailor you would have knowledge of all of that. But I think how we're expressing it right now is what I want to explain for folks out there is that it's backward, and here's what I mean by that. We're talking about you can do these things and we're making it sound like or, or even in the book, the way it's written makes it sound like, OK, hey, that's the end of it. No, this is in addition where old school games rely a lot more on the player than on the character. Whether you agree with that or not, that's that's up to you, because I don't always agree with that. Uh, I, I, sometimes I don't understand. OK, how would your character know about spell casting when you're a fighter? Well, I read the book, blah, blah, blah. So sometimes I don't like the player knowledge getting here. But with that stated. A lot of it has to do with how what you want to do as a player. So this doesn't limit you and be like, well, I'm, the only thing I know in my life is pottery, blah, blah, blah. No, it actually adds to your character because you in real world may not know anything about pottery. You might not know anything about sailing. Now your character can add that to the list of things that you can imagine. Like, hey, I'm a sailor. I want to make sure that uh, that we have enough food for this trip. 
okay. And as Heathen Dog said, you'd know, you possibly know about the salting, how many barrels there should be down there, what, whatever. I, I want to check the rigging. Okay. okay, I don't know anything about rigging either, but you know what? I, that, yeah, you check the rigging. The I ship looks solid. Sailor. He he would know about knots and rigging and all that stuff. Okay, exactly. Right. So think of it as adding to the character while giving you a background and not some like, oh, it's the only thing I know how to do. No, no, it's it's not supposed to pigeonhole you. It's supposed to expand. Right. It's supposed to do the opposite. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's it. Yep, that is it. So next week we're going to talk about equipment. Oh, that's not it. That's not it. I have a super secret bonus section. Super secret bonus. Okay, stop the video. Nope. Members only. <laughs> Members only. <laughs> Members only. Um, let me go back to the beginning here. It's something I didn't cover last week that we're going to cover today. Well, while, while you're doing that, I'm going to dig. We got one starred comment here. Okay. Uh, a lot of sailors through history didn't know how to swim. I don't. That is I don't, true. That that could be. That very well could be true. I can see this being true. I'm not going to call you a sailor if you can't swim. I work on the water. You can't swim. You're not very good at it. No, but if it was back no, in... No, no, no. I believe it's true. I just won't respect you. I'll spit in your face. So, there you go. Did you take the swimming skill? No, then you can't swim either. I'm a sailor, so I don't care. <laughs> I don't think there is a swimming skill. Um, all right, so I have to look for... Because we didn't cover... When we looked at the clerics last week, we didn't look at cleric spells. And I'm not going to go into them and do just like what I did with uh, the... Um, Magician spells. We just kind of looked over the names of some. You get an idea of what they are. And now we're going to do the same for the cleric ones See, if I can crafty, find them. This is the way to go right here. Crafty gave us five bucks. Thank you very much. And he's expanding on the sailor, saying not only would they have intricate knowledge of navigating the complicated political ladder of the local bathhouses. Yes. That a, a sailor understands the seedy underbelly of the wharf area and all of the wondrous things it, it, uh, it provides, like bar matrons and and uh and hose <laughs> i'm not I'm not talking the farmer kind <laughs> yes <laughs> he would expand upon everything yeah okay that that's a little far-fetched and probably unnecessary in most campaigns but yeah but yes i i i, I, I like that <laughs> you know what i also give it to a stevador like they work down on the docks that's true yeah so there can be overlap there. All right. So here, here are the cleric spells that we didn't look at last uh, week. Remember, you start with three. That's it, which I really, really, really like. I think that is. You, you increase your catechism from there, so to speak. And you got some of the old uh, standbys. Bless, right? Command. You cure light wounds, of course. So most of these are what you would expect. If you haven't played a game like this before, well, you'll hopefully have somebody that teaches you how to use these. But. Uh, then you get to second level where you get hold person, uh, delay poison. I think that's a better name than the original. Uh, I don't know what weird Warhammer is. Yes, I do. But uh, it's just putting the word weird in front of it. It's a magical Warhammer. Uh, animate dead. It's a good one. Yep. If Well, if not, if you're a nice guy. But uh, speak with dead. There you go. Well, no, remove curse. Dead, you, you, know, you, can put a, you can put a spin on that. Remove curse, remove paralysis are, you know, some good standbys. Dispel magic, always an important one. So, uh, what do we get as we go up in level? I think level six is the highest. Yep. Yes. You have a brink of death. I don't know what that is, but that sounds cool. Maybe that's like a heal or, oh my God, or you're going to die. Of some kind. I don't know. It could be. Could be feign death. Found yeah. out that one of them last week was, yeah. Uh, imbue a spell ability. You can put God's power in there. Oh, love it. Them, apparently you identify your pronouns. Oh no. 
The power of blue hair compels you. <laughs> I don't know what them is, but just looking at the name of that. Hmm. Hmm. Well, uh, from from my knowledge, it's giant ants, but I don't know. There you go. Oh. Uh, commune, of course, that's a good one. Talk to your God. Inoculate. Hey, look at that. You got the vaccine. Woo. Uh, raise dead. Now, now we're getting to the good ones. You know, raise you dead. Go. Bring you back. Uh, you know, you're not healed, but at least you're not Your dead. Favorite right? spell, true seeing. Oh yeah, somebody made a comment about that too. Oh, okay. Uh, feeble mind. Summon animal one. Why do I get summon animal one at that high a level? Because you're not squirrels. Because you're not a druid. That's why. Yeah. All you can do is squirrels, man. Hey, squirrels can be feisty. Talking about druids. Let's look at some of these druid spells. And what I like about this is these, generally speaking, if you look at them, they kind of look out, you know, thematic holy spells, right? Right. And and even the highest level ones are not super overpowered. Well, the game ends at level 12, so you don't have seventh level cleric spells. You only have six level cleric spells. That's fine. Still, though, they don't yep. seem super overpowered. Um, now, druids befriend animals, but create firewood, entangle. I mean, these goodberry. Of course, I got to have goodberry. <laughs> Purify food and drink. Pass without trace. Uh, these are all the first level ones. These are standard fair druid spells. So very naturey. Delay poison. Uh, detect what Heathen Dog says can't exist. Yep. Uh, detect neutrality. Go keep looking. Uh, heat metal. Always warp wood. Yeah, heat heat metal. That's one of those that I always mm, do. I want to hand that one out. Uh, cure moderate wounds. That started with second edition. That's fun. At least I think it did. It's the first time I remember seeing it. Uh, do, 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 do. Summon animal three. So the druids obviously can summon more animals. All right. What's up? I said, all right. No, summon animal three. Oh. We, we went from squirrels directly to dire wolves. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, insect. I have, no, I, I have I have no idea what one the differentiation between one, two, and three. I have no idea. I'm just guessing. Insect plague. Well, remember that the, when you do summon animal, uh, I've seen a lot of people use summon animal, summon spirit, so on and so forth, and they try to use that stuff and thinking that it's going to fight for them, like a proxy for. This is my champion. No. It's supposed to aid you. It's supposed to be there to soak up some hit points, deal some damage. It is not your champion. You are probably better than the creatures you are summoning. But you know what they have? Extra dice rolls against the enemy. So don't think of them, you know, using dice is just a generic uh, uh, term. Think of yourself as a D10. Now you get another D4 and D6 added to that. Yeah. Is it great? No. But every little bit counts, right? Yeah. So I, I, would, I would think of it this way. In, if you summon an animal, it's got your back. Yeah. It doesn't have your front. Okay, that's fair, yeah. Unless it's summon Firefly Swarm, then I don't know it, what it's got. It's got your front, back, sides, up, down. It's got. <laughs> there you go. I'm never using that spell. That's gross. All right. Well, yeah, Firefly Swarm is pretty, pretty lights. I don't know. They're bugs. Distraction. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, then you have Feeble Mind. We all love Feeble Mind, right? Finger of Death. That's a Druid spell. That a dru okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Life and Death, I guess. Sure. There you go. All right. So I just wanted to run through some of those spells because I didn't do the cleric ones last week. So there, there's the bonus section. And if you didn't watch last week, or if you did watch last week and didn't watch this week, not even hear my voice right now, you didn't get to know what any of these spells yeah. were. You get nothing, chump. But we got Mar Hawkman here. Uh, Brink of Death is a spell to revive a recently dead ally. Oh, okay. All right. That's, again, very, very powerful. 
Very, very powerful spell. Yep. The, well, I mean, the, the game druid, is very deadly. The let's be honest. Got the, got the good end of that lollipop. Regular clerics got a little bit fuzzy end. Uh, yeah. GP said again, let's write a new RPG, Sailors and Stevedores. It's about a wharf life and the seedy underbelly of coastal endeavors. Yeah, it's That's called Lankmar, awesome. isn't it? That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, isn't that, isn't that called Lankmar? <laughs> but you never leave the wharf. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, fair. All right, I've got, uh, is that all you had to start? Okay. Um, got, got nothing else for this week. Next week is going to be equipment and I think sorcery. Why didn't you cover spells? I, I forget. Uh, I honestly, I don't remember exactly. It's equipment and something else. There'll be two segments next week. I forget what they are, but, uh, so stay tuned for that. This one, I, I intentionally made it a little bit longer than it needed to be because I wanted to keep the averages there and also just dive, dive into some of what your character's background in this game is going to be the secondary skills, languages, alignments, and so forth, and to see some of the discussion, debate, and concepts that go around things like, does it really matter what my background is? Does it really matter what language I learn, what my alignment is, and so forth? And at some tables, it absolutely matters. At other tables, it matters a little less. Just know that alignment is important because there are aspects of the game that are based on your alignment. And that's one of the things that, with the exception of the Palladium alignment system, that is, I think, is more of a, a an ethos or more of a, like a, a psychological behavior. I don't like a lot. Well, I don't like alignment systems anyway, but I don't like alignment systems that don't have any sort of game mechanic tied to it. Whether it's something as simple as an ego sword or losing your profession or whatever it happens to be. What, what's the point of alignment if there's nothing holding you to it? reason why palladium is the exception to that is because palladiums are so well defined out you can easily look at it and say okay this is what your character should or should not do yay like subscribe and share i should have had garth on scream subscribe last night when we were talking yep. i could have recorded that dang it <laughs> all right okay right. i'll be back in a sec sounds good let me see if there are any other chats in here that I missed. Uh, sailors might have knowledge of how to get with party needs from local dock workers. Sure. Also might know uh, might know some smuggling, uh, some people who you know work in illicit. It all depends. I would say uh, a chaotic one, a lawful one might not, but a chaotic one might know uh, how to how to get some illicit pick me ups. We'll say. Zakathwa is the main deity of the world, which I learned how to pronounce his name. That's fair. I, look, I'm not trying to make fun of the game, and I'm not trying to make fun of you guys who know the the how to pronounce everything. I just honestly don't care that much. You know, I'm not trying to be a dick about the game, but uh, you know, if if I was playing the game, I'd learn how to pronounce it. Just reading through it, I don't think it's all that important, uh, unless pronouncing the name properly gives me some sort of benefit. I think it's how people view Hyperborea. Uh, so I think it's how the people of Hyperborea view the deities, not necessarily what they factually are. That's, yeah, that's fine. No, no. It's, the reason why I was saying the it and he thing is because in, in traditional language, if you said he about something, it's more of a respectful thing. Like, look, I respect it as being one of us. If you say it, it's like, uh, that's an outsider. That's, that's, ugh. And to be fair, that's, that's what that God was, right? But when it comes to all gods, do you want to really disrespect a God by saying it versus he when you know that the gods have powers? I don't know. That's up to you. That's why I found it funny. 
I well, like yeah, I, but, I'm not, but, I wasn't uh, complaining about the English. Yeah, a god of of amorphous chaos and and nonsense isn't going to care what you call it. To be it, fair, it, it might be right about that. Yeah. You know? uh, let's see. Uh, I was sorry. I was scrolling back for some of the chat that I felt is worth uh, addressing. Ah, uh, no, get out of here. There. Wait, what is this? Uh, I just there's one. Oh, I can't find it now, and I'm not gonna read through all the chat again to figure it out. Right now we get uh, Heathen Dog segment two, but he has he has something disappointing to tell us though. But he can tell us that once we get started. Disappointing? What are you talking about? Yep. Well, I'll I'll bring it up then. <laughs> tell me when you're ready. I am ready. All right, for segment two today, Heathen Dog is gonna give us the long-awaited conversion of a Nightbane character into Rifts. Nightbane, a generally SDC setting, into, uh, maybe I shouldn't say it that way, but into Rifts, a purely MDC setting. That's not true. It's true enough. It's true for what we need it to be here and now. And, uh, uh-oh. All right, hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm going to take over now. Well, I have to do the, the proclivities. No, you don't. I have to say this. Okay. 99% of this conversion was ridiculously easy. No curveballs, no nothing, all fine. But there are a couple of gems that not only seemed uh, seem special to Nightbane, but also helped me understand the actual base Nightbane, Nightbane game better. So even if you don't convert to riffs, a, a couple of insights can be gleaned just by having this book. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, now go to proclivities. Okay. Proclivities are, hey... You've never seen this before, so I'm going to have to explain it to you. We believe that role-playing games should take place in fantastic worlds. The focus of the game should be on role-playing and having a good time. Core values of hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop group are escapism, not representation. Go watch the Friday Night Show stream from uh, 14 April to, uh, 2023, and you're going to see we have a great conversation about what all of this is without directly talking about what all of this is. So uh, check that out. Entertainment over activism and natural organic inclusion, not forced diversity the charity we support is the wounded warrior project a national nonpartisan organization whose mission is to honor and empower wounded warriors go ahead and click on that little scan me there if you got a phone or use the link that you see in the description or see on the screen or the one in the description to make hopefully tax deductible donation and heathen dog and his team at dirty casual stream video games on thursday and saturday evenings you can see the times on the screen there and here on our YouTube channel, you can watch the game-related segments here on Sunday or more opinion and commentary style segments on, I wouldn't call them segments, but topics on Friday. And, yeah, he's kind of tutorializing us today, but still I'm going to sidetrack him because it's what I do. Oh, yeah, that's his job. And it's, <laughs> See, it's in my description. It's now on the internet that makes it real. So like, subscribe, and share. But now here we go. I've got to say, this is the disappointment. This is where everybody's going to tune out. Okay. Heathen Dog was supposed to do my character that we talked yeah, about. That's true. He even agreed to do the character that that's, we talked that's about. That's true. That's 100% true. And he's like, screw that character, I hate him. Yep, that's also 100%. No, no, that's that's not 100% true at all. <laughs> no, uh, when we went through your character, not only did we not write anything down, which is fine, it's taken an hour to, to comb through the, the video to write everything down, but we actually, because we didn't write it down, we forgot what we rolled and started changing stuff, so by the end, it turned out to be nothing what we rolled in the beginning. Okay. 
And so it was inconsistent garbage, so I couldn't use it. So I had to go back to the character creation episode for the, the Nightbane that I did. And because I had it written down, I had a character sheet and everything. Okay. As you can see, character sheet right here. Bick no, not, not the duck character. It was the Nightbane one that we talked. That's the no, one that the got Nightbane the most one. votes. People wanted yeah. to see that Nightbane yeah, character turn to a it's Rifts true. character. It's true. He, he, made a, he made a Cenobite. You know, <laughs> he, made a, he made a pinhead light. But uh, no nope. transparent pinhead, transparent pinhead, which is, <laughs> I think, scarier, but whatever. OK, and it ended up being scary because he had horror factor of 22 or 24, depending on which part of the video you're watching. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I, yeah. I always remember the 22. Yeah, it was 22 or 24, depending on where you're watching. But the maximum for Nightbane is 18. OK. Yeah. Anyway, so I decided to use this character that I made on stream for uh you know how to create a character and went step by step in creating this character and turned out like this okay now as you can see he's got sdc and hit points because it's an sdc hit point world and uh, we have powers we have abilities we have skills M not many of these are going to change but a couple will be significant and now is there a reason that not many changes because night banes are already pretty powerful or yes, okay. yes they uh uh, they are considered supernatural creatures and nine times out of 10 for a supernatural creature. Where is this? How come I can't? There we go. Oh my God. I... Whoa, whoa. There we go. All right. Nine times out of 10 for a supernatural creature. You just add the SDC and hit points together and it gets to be MDC. So it's pretty easy, but let's, let's go through it. All the different Nightbane abilities and how they changed. First one is the becoming. This is when a human your 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 facade form you become your true form your amorphous form you can do that in in one round 15 seconds but in the base game the, the nightbane game you can roll a 12 plus on on a, on a d20 and you get a bonus of minus one for each each bonus of your mental endurance to do it faster in one action which is about three seconds then you get your supernatural senses, night vision, sense other night band around you, supernatural attributes. When you change your amorphous form, your strength and endurance become supernaturally attributed. So you that's why you are an MDC creature in Rifts. And you get your mirror walk, immunities to all mind control and vampire powers, which in Rifts is more much, much more common than it is in Nightbane. And you get your uh, Nightbane talents and you're immune to all transformations, magic, psionic, whatever. Doesn't matter. You cannot be forcefully changed into anything. Now, what changes in Rifts? The becoming becomes a percentile roll. It's no longer based on a D20 roll and your, and your ME bonus. It's based on a D100 roll. 33% chance to do it in one, in one action. 33% oh, wow. chance to do it in two or three actions, half a round. And a 33% chance to do it in a full round so worst case scenario 15 seconds yes which is the worst case scenario for the sdc variant as well but they add in it's not based on on a d20 roll so if you have a high me say you have a 20 22 me you could have a plus three plus four plus five to your roll that that means instead of rolling a 12 or higher you need to roll a six or seven or higher to go from a full round to one to one action Whereas this, it's all, it's random. One third, one third, one third. One action, two or three actions, full round. 
So you roll every time. This every isn't like a character. This isn't a character yeah. trait. Like, okay, no. I roll this, and that's what it is forever. Exactly. This is, okay, every got it. Every time you change, it could be a different. It could be a different time. That was true in the base game. It's true in riffs, but riffs changed it to where it's not based off of a d20 attribute roll anymore. It's just based off of a percentile pure chance. Okay, I'm not sure I like that. Well, is, is it my question? I always look for things like why would why would that be? Is there something about the Rifts world that would make it just a natural percentage vice something I, about the character? I wish it. I wish it explained it. I really okay. did. It did not explain it at all. Didn't even try. Well, we got another question for Kevin now. There you go. Another question <laughs> for Kevin. And the supernatural attributes, you still get your your physical attributes, uh, plus ten strength, plus ten endurance, plus six physical prowess. But on top of your regeneration, and this this is what I learned uh, that I didn't realize in the original Nightbane game. In the original Nightbane game, it says you regenerate 10 hit points and or SDC, or a combination of the two, up to 10, per full round. I thought it was only in your morphous form, not in your human form. Oh, it's your human form too? Hang on. In Rifts, it differentiates. 10, 10 hit points or SDC or combination of two in your human form and 2d6 plus two MDC in your morphous form per round. I said, wait a moment. It could be riffs is super magical. So now you heal as a human, right? I figured, okay, that kind of makes sense. So I went back to the Nightbane book. In the Nightbane book, it does not say either way. If you have to be in morphous or in facade. Is it implied it with like chapter headings or anything? No, no. It just says you regenerate 10 hit points or SDC every full round. It doesn't say only in Morphous. It doesn't say, but not in Facade. It doesn't even bring either either form up. I mean, that might sound good, but considering that you could, you're trying to keep this hidden, it could, that could it be could a be bad, bad thing. Yeah, yeah. it could be bad. But uh, apparently, if, if you're, you know, by the rules as written, in uh, in the original Nightbane, something I just learned apparently, <laughs> something I learned two days ago, is that uh, you regenerate ten hit points no matter what form you're in, per round. Now in Rifts, you regenerate ten hit points in your facade, your human form, and two d six plus two MDC in your Morphous form every single round, every fifteen seconds. The Mirror Walk, your immunities, talents, and and immunity transformations, those aren't changed as an RCC ability, but they are changed per specific ability. And we'll get into that in just a minute. Okay. Uh, my Nightbane form, I am a lycanthrope. And that, that, that gives me an increased horror factor. All Nightbane have a horror factor base of six. The lycanthrope has a base of 10. Does that add any sort of like negative connotation in, uh, yes. in riffs? I don't mean the horror, horror factor side. I mean the like canthropy side. Like now, certain spells affect you more. Or you're, no, you're... no, 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 no. Okay. This is uh, for for a nightbane. You are not a true lycanthrope. You are, so it's you are, just not, appearance. It's just appearance. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean, uh, the, the, you are not vulnerable to silver. You're not. Uh, you're not beholden to the phases of the moon or anything nonsense like that. It's just a look. That's all. Animal form. I got bat wings. Great. I could fly. I have plus one to dodge, plus two to horror fat because i got giant bat wings and it gives me more SDC. All of these things give more SDC, give give a little bit of damage, give effects, more horror factors, stuff like that. But what does what changes in rifts? Well, not a whole lot. Mostly, it's just your SDC bonus becomes an MDC bonus. Your 
plus 1d6 of damage because of because of the, the crystals on my fist and claws, I get a plus 1d6 MDC to damage. I get a bonus to uh, MDC armor because crystalline is hard and it's covering most of my body. And, and my, my bat wings give me MDC as well. And my biomechanical armor grab. What? You a Tholian? Uh, kind of? Batwing Tholian? <laughs> Batwing Tholian uh, uh, werewolf, yes. <laughs> Batwing Tholian <laughs> werewolf. That's exactly right. So as, as you can see, you know, you get horror factor. The the more body changes you get as a Nightbane, the more horror factor you get. The, the more removed you are away from human, the more horror factor you get. Now, I was I was wondering if this was diminished in rifts since so many uh, different body types that aren't human exist in rifts and normal humans have seen it or seen pictures of it or heard stories of it, does your horror factor decrease? I looked it up. It does not. I looked in the original Nightbane book. I looked in the Conversion Book 3 book and I looked in the Palladium forums. No, they don't. So you get horror factor. All right, talents. Originally, I got Shadow Shield and Soul Shield. Shadow Shield is like an armor of Ithin. It gives a, an, uh, an, an amorphous uh, black mist around my body that, that uh, absorbs damage. Great. Soul Shield makes me immune to all mental probes and attacks. It also, uh, uh, if you get close enough, uh, attackers can get caught in, in my Soul Shield, which is an even greater amorphous mist. And of course, there's PPE cost, stuff like that. But in Rifts, the SDC becomes MDC. So I get extra MDC free armor, well, PPE armor per level around my body. And it lasts 30 minutes per level. So it's pretty good. It's a good so, deal. So, so max of four PPE per level. So that means 40, 80. So for, well, 40 is not anything to slouch at. No. So if you're 10th level, you could possibly put up like, a, oh my God, what's the math in that? Uh, so 40. So yeah, be a 400 point barrier. Yeah. Wow. And it okay. lasts for 30 minutes. Wow. And all you yeah. have to do is spend some PPE for that. Yeah. Well, you have to spend 40, but I have 150 at level one. I'm fine. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so, side, side question here though. Can the coalition see Nightbane? Because Nightbane are human, right? They are human, but because you have supernatural abilities in your human form, you have the regeneration which I talked about. And you also have the ability to sense other nightbane and the ability to see in the complete darkness, which means you have supernatural abilities in your human form. So Psy stalkers and dog boys can sense you. Okay. So you wouldn't be living in the coalition doing this. Oh no. Okay. No, you would not. Now there are nightbane talents that cloud you from, uh, from being sensed. Okay. I, my character didn't get those. Gotcha. But they do exist. Well, let's move on to your skills. Now, in uh, when you're transferring from a 21st, a 20th or 21st century world to Rifts, there's there's general rules put out in conversion conversion book one for 20th, 21st century people moving to Rifts, and that is all of your science and technical skills are minus 20 percent because your knowledge of these things is now 300 years out of date. It's just backward. All right. So what happened to my character skills? Not a whole lot. Let's check it out. My computer operation, since it is a technical skill, went down by 20% from 50 to 30. 
my automotive mechanics went from 35 to 15. I mean, think about it this way. A car nowadays, you open it up. Okay. You see fuel injector, you see fuel filter, you see pistons, you see, uh, you know, uh, uh, a radiator, you see radiator hoses, you, you get it. But if you won't go in the future, you open up a hood, you're not seeing any of that. The, the whole mechanics of the thing is completely different. I can use yeah. an example right now. My grandfather, my grandfather knew how to fix carburetors, but when it came to fuel injectors and having to hook it up to a computer, he was like, I mean, he could do it, but he wasn't nearly as skilled with that. Exactly. Yes. So that now, as you can see, I took pilot automobile down by 20% as well. That's a judgment call on my part. Okay. That is not rules as written. It is not a technical or science skill. It's a pilot skill. But in my estimation, the responsiveness of both turning, acceleration, and stopping between a 20th, 21st century car and a Rift's car is going to be so drastically different that your initial piloting ability is going to be hampered. You're going to constantly under and overcorrect everything. But this will rectify itself after a couple weeks of practice. I mean, my first car was manual steering. When I first drove a uh, first drove a power steering car, I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it, it it took you a bit, probably not two weeks, but no, it, it took no. you a few days to get used to the new normal. The first turn of every day for about a week was a little jarring, but okay. after that, then is. Okay, and it was see. and it was only the first turn. Once I got, I was like, oh, that's right, that's right. Got it. Oh, I remember now. Yeah, exactly. But your instinct was to push like a manual transmission, and you would end up overcorrecting all the time. That that's 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 the first thing. So that's why I minus twenty percent from pilot automobile. That'll fix itself after practice, unlike the other ones that are supposed to be permanent. I mean, you can still go up in level, and they'll they'll go up at the normal rate, but you have to relearn things. So that's what happened. Everything else that all this other skills are the same. All these SDCs are, I, I didn't change them to MDC because all the skills affect your facade form as well. So SDC is still appropriate for the bodybuilding and the running and the wrestling and stuff like that. Well, so this is the character I had. All right. And I will embiggen it as much as I can. For everyone out there, boom. And don't don't worry, I have a, I have a much, much bigger thing that focuses in on some stuff I want to look at. And this is what it turns out to be. Now, you probably can't read that. Don't worry. I got you covered right there. Okay, now, as you can see, the SDC hit points stayed the same for my facade form, 68 SDC and six hit points. Okay. That's that's my human form character. But my, my morphous form became 334 MDC. And that's before take... crystalline PPE armor? Or, that's, or that's I'm after, sorry, before yes. PPE armor? No, no, that, that's total. That's total. That's including all of the armor graft and crystalline stuff and all that stuff. Yeah, but, but, not, but not the ability, the, the PPE, that you get 40 per level or whatever. Oh, no, 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 I didn't, yeah. I didn't, no, 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 because that, that turns on and off. That's not. Yeah, that's but, not but that, that's kind of my point. You, so you could have, uh, I mean, okay, right now it'd be 374 at first level. Right. But a 10th level, well, that's 774. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, wow. it, it, it can get crazy. Now, all the other ones are dependent on if you want to use the Nightbane chart for attributes or the Rifts chart for attributes, because there's one distinct and relevant difference between the two. 
in the Nightbane charts, exceptional bonuses don't start until 17. Mm. In the Rifts attribute chart, exceptional bonuses start at 16. And for this character, that is important because I have two stats that in my Morphous form become 16s. See, I like uh, consistency. And if you're moving it to the Rifts world, I would use the Rifts stuff. And that's exactly what I did here. All right. So in coma death for, and oh, and I also looked at if you fall unconscious, do you change back to your facade form? No, you don't. Because when you become a nightbane, your amorphous form is your true form. Oh, your facade that's right. form is fake. So once you change, you stay. All right. That's important to know because a, a bonus to coma and death wouldn't matter in my morphous form. If I change back my facade, once I got unconscious, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> but because of that salient fact, it does matter. So I get a plus 4% bonus to coma and death because I have a 16 physical endurance. And with my 16 physical prowess, I don't get plus two, plus two, plus two to strike parry dodge. I get plus three, plus three, plus three, or four if I'm using bat wings and I'm flying. And because of my increased PPE, I get a bonus to disease and magic resistance. So instead of plus three and four, it's plus four and five. And poison resistance is not plus zero, it's plus one. So there are no rules I could find on which one you choose. The conversion book three dark conversions, which, which brings Nightbane to rifts, did not specify which attribute chart holds priority. Yeah, it would just, again, for just gameplay purposes, it'd be confusing or annoying for me to have to think, well, why, why is yours only a plus one when that's a plus two? Yada, yada. Just everybody use the same chart. Exactly. Now, now my, uh, my logic behind using moving to the Rifts chart is also predicated on many other things using Rifts rules as well, like attacks per round. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> when you when you transfer some other palladium systems to rifts, you have to add or subtract attacks per round to be to be riftified, to fit in the world. And I use that as an explanation on why I changed to the rifts attribute system. I mean, I figure consistency is better than not. Yes. So oh yeah. You go into rifts, use rifts rules. Copy that. So that's what I did. Now, I kept the damage bonus. You can see the damage bonus. 17 strength is plus two. In Rifts, it's plus two as well. Plus two SDC damage. But in my Morphous form, I kept the plus 12, even though Morphous form strength is supernatural. Why? Because 27 supernatural strength, you have the ability to dictate a restrained punch, which is 5d6 SDC. And your SDC strength modifier will modify that damage. So it becomes 5d6 plus 12. So I kept it on the character sheet. The now, chance of it coming up a lot aren't, well, I mean, it can come up, but it, it won't come, come up, up yeah. a lot. I mean, you, you don't want to just tear people in half as a, well, maybe you do. I don't know, but you, you're riffs. supposed to be a good guy. So no, no, you're not just going to tear people in half all the time. You want to knock some people out, right? Or, you know, you want to <laughs> knock over a wall and not knock down the building. If it's an SDC structure, right? So you would you would use a restrained punch to put a hole in the wall instead of tearing down the whole thing. I get it. That's fine. Now remember, one of my talents one not one, one I'm sorry not my talents one, one of my uh, one of my nightbane traits is crystalline form, which means I get a plus one d six MDC to my punches when I'm using MDC punches. Now 
Does it specifically say that that also adds a D6 to SDC? No, it doesn't specifically say that. Doesn't specifically deny it either. That's a DM judgment call. Personally, I would say it gives a 1D6 SDC if you're using SDC damage and 1D6 MDC if you're using MDC damage. But it's situational. It's punches, claws, and kicks. Anything else, it, it doesn't add anything. So that's why I didn't put it in the damage bonus proper. But that is basically it. That seems overly simple. It that the, I, the There only are thing... some that are not, but this one is. Let yeah. me get back to normal. There we go. So what... I only have two chats starred. Um, okay. Obviously, no, it's not the duck character, but we can work on that. Yeah, you can, sorry. You can send, you can send Heathen Dog a whole ton of messages saying, make Dodger a Rift's character. Do it. Make Dodger a Rift's character. And it'll give him another segment, too, at some time in the future. <laughs> uh, and then Crafty Matt says, uh, Car Salesman the Coalition State, this baby's going to save you so many DBs. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good selling point, actually. <laughs> it really is db armor there you go but uh that is changing a nightbane from nightbane to rips now does it happen a lot no can it happen of course it can because rips can go anywhere and anywhere can go to can go to rips earth that's just it if you want to put a nightbane in phase world it's the same process but he ends up in phase world it's also an interdimensional hub which means it's possible now they also give rules in the conversion book for uh, normal normal humans born on rifts spontaneously becoming Nightbane. They oh, have, really? Yes, they have character generation for characters born in Rifts Earth. Now, this only happens in specific instances. Only if there are Nightland beings rifted to Earth that activates the the universal balance feature and creates nightbane to fight them hmm. so that has to happen for nightbane to spontaneously appear on rift's earth you have to have a night lord or a night lord minion rift to rift's earth the their mere presence activates a spawning of nightbane from normal people and because of that it gives what uh, what Nightbane can can have as OCC because you can be an OCC character and spontaneously become a Nightbane if a Night Lord or Night Lord minion appears on Earth. You can be uh, an adventurer, you can be a scholar, you can it gives lives good list of four or five that can become Nightbane as, as a reactionary event to a Night Lord appearing on Rift's Earth. You can't a juicer can't do it, a dragon can't do it. A crazy can't do it. Too much body modification doesn't work. But uh, adventurer, see that, see that Scott. people with blue hair and tongue yeah, piercings right. and boys. You will never be a nightbane. <laughs> <laughs> Too much body modification. But yes, there's rules for that as well. And uh, come by next week. Next week we're going to look at the, uh, I believe Atlantis. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, yes. Yep, world book Atlantis. The, at the uh, the uh, is it a world book or a source book? Uh, either way, I think it's a world book, but uh, either way, I've got the graphics already done. I can look at it later. Yes, we look at it later. But we're going to talk about Atlantis, the, the interdimensional interdimensional uh, trading hub 
that the Splugorth set up on the island of Atlantis. What's a Splugorth? Uh, oh, that's a tentacle. Oh, people. that's that's bad. Bad times. You're not going to have great times. Oh. And uh, and the geography around it, the Bermuda Triangle, stuff like that. That's all important now. So we're going to talk about that next week. Yay. Waiting a second here for this to pop up. But there we go. Atlantis is world book number two. World book two. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, yeah, I've got no questions or anything uh, to that. So and it looks like chat's pretty caught up. So there we go. That's going to be it for segment two then. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the character uh, being changed from Nightbane into Rifts. Nightbane are pretty powerful off their, uh, on their own, yes. as you can see. So, uh, I mean, that that's 700. Again, I know I'm reaching down you're, the line. Yeah, you're, but, you're, uh, yeah, you're, you're looking 10, 10 levels ahead. But uh, a level one Nightbane physically is on par with a Dragon Hatchling. Okay. MDC-wise, strength-wise, stuff like that. They don't have any magic, but they have the, the Nightbane special talents, which arguably are you know relatable i mean 350 mdc by itself yeah a, a, is a dragon enough, hatchling is to help has, you get away <laughs> yeah a, a, a dragon hatchling has 1d4 times 100 plus 50 or so depending on the race so it's it's equivalent to a dragon hatchling Cool. We'll look forward to Atlantis next week. Some more Rifts goodness in our not exactly quite year of Palladium books, but it's kind of a mini year of Palladium books. A mini year, right. <laughs> so, and I uh, hope to see you guys there one more time. Please like, subscribe, and share for more yes or non-Palladium content. <laughs> and again, vote for Dodger conversion. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dodger conversion. I don't think he'd be all that worthwhile. I mean, then again, I don't know how the conversions work, but he's a purely SDC character with. Yeah. And he's going to stay a purely SDC character because I don't think he has any, any natural armor, any natural <laughs> armor from TMNT or after the bomb does convert to MDC, no matter what it is, but he's a duck. I don't think he has any natural armor. <laughs> he's a duck. That's right. Yeah. He's a um, duck. I don't, he, can, uh, he can swim and he can fly. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's screwed. Well, no, I yeah, mean, and no armor is going to fit him. And there's support, there's support roles that he could take on, but sure, uh, sure. that would be it. All right. Um, for segment three, do you want to get the link out there? Sure. <laughs> That's right. It's time to answer some comments and take your calls for segment three. That's right. That is just the per. I should just keep that up on the screen because that is a perfect reaction to most <laughs> of the nonsense that you guys have to say. Remember, if you're calling in, check your audio and your surroundings. I don't want to hear your dog barking, the police sirens, you screaming at your kids, whatever else. Uh, you'll get one question or comment related to segment one or two. We'll respond. You'll get one follow-up, and then uh, you're out. And then, of course, watch the language. And let me get this up, and then uh, I will get the comments ready, and then we'll take our first, uh, our first caller. Uh, do, 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 do that shit yeah. good <laughs> coco she says yeah ducks are very inconspicuous yeah, except when they're human size yeah other than that yeah, <laughs> yeah it's fine it's fine <laughs> there you go all right we start off with mark hockman hello good afternoon mark hockman what do you got um one of the fun things with hyperborea is that the race thing comes in a lot more meaningfully when you consider that a lot of the time you're going to be fighting one of the uh, options in the uh, 
race list that you guys were looking at earlier. Yes, I saw that. I mean, uh, there's so many races, and then in parentheticals or in the description, it says we hate this race, we hate that race, we hate this. So, like, like, like I, like I said when we were going through it, it seems like you can't just roll a race and just go with a party. You gotta, you gotta take racial, you know, divides in 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 your mind when you're creating a party of characters they have to be able to get along according to the to the racial you know descriptions well, let's use an example you've got the Fent- remember in battle lords you have the fentari and the eridani that that hate each other you have the rams and the the Cizurex that hate each other yet we were in a group that had fentari eridani Cizurek, and ram yeah yeah if you ignore it that's fine but a, a purist will say no you can't ignore it rules is written says this and they they're not wrong I, no no I, I i lean towards that direction uh, yeah. That you shouldn't ignore it. So, uh, Mark Mar- Hawkman, what what do you think? Uh, should should this be relaxed in in uh, medium to large groups, or do you think this should really be enforced? Well, the the, the funny thing with it though is the fact that it's something that's more of an issue with certain specific races, and something that doesn't matter for most of them, <laughs> like yeah. Ixians. Ixians are famous in Hyperborea for being uh, slave-mongering warlords, or at least trying to be. Well, it's a good job you can get it. So Ixians, if someone sees an Ixian, they're like, ew, gross, or get him away from us. And that's not true of most of the other options. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, there, 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 are, there are some that would be looked on more poorly than others, but... Uh, uh, my 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 question stands. But before you go, uh, do do you think that uh, that these racial divides, uh, when when you're talking about a party of of PCs, should be enforced or relaxed? To be honest, this is actually one of those things where uh, bypassing this is actually something you should probably do because of the fact that. Um, you can have more than one character. So if you're going on an adventure where using a certain character would be a detriment, use a different character. <laughs> so, so, and like with, if it's like your party, yeah, I'm sure you could come up with an excuse. For yeah. Having okay. Okay. So, together. so you're, you're basically saying uh, for, for inter-party relations, you can be special and, and unique and, and, and a snowflake, but it should really still be used again from you against the world type thing where other people will look on you and will have their racial bias. Yeah. Okay. Because, because like it's it's like the thing with Legolas and that dwarf guy in, in, in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. After a while, they, you get to they, respect each other. No, I get it. Yeah. They, they, they respect each other for their ability at first and, and aren't really friends, but they are willing to work together. Mm-hmm. No, that that makes perfect sense. And and I, I can agree with that. Yeah. Well, thank you very All much, right. Mark. I yeah. appreciate it. Cool. Thank you. Um, I'm going to put this on the screen here to mutant animals be rather common in Texas Lone Star, though. They, okay. yeah, they, they do. They do a lot of mutant uh, creation. Sweet. Back there. But uh, I'm a Texas I duck. Know, I don't know how many ducks they'll be, though. Usually they, they, they go for utility and not like, can we do it type thing. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, ducks are supposedly can get pretty angry, right? Well, maybe. <laughs> Remember, uh, was it uh, the Dragon Bane game where you can play a duck? No. Uh, oh, we covered it. Uh, we looked over. Yeah, you probably wanted to forget that one. I probably did. Yeah, it, it doesn't sound right. <laughs> uh, all right, let's share the screen here while we wait to see if anybody else wants to pop in. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting this is backward now. 
and comments share boom all right what do we have for comments hopefully i'll pick out just the ones that oh god that didn't work out yeah gotta zoom there we go oh when these guys hit face so we're talking about the prometheans because when these guys hit phase two they become like a celestial in marvel comics don't care until they care and once Mm -hmm. they care you're liable to wish they hadn't although i have a feeling that you won't see any night lords landing in phase world anytime soon Probably not. I mean, the 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 uh, phase two people would probably go, no, no, bitch, you got to go. And uh, the Night Lords aren't going to be able to do anything about it. Although the Night Lords also become MDC creatures and they are no slouches. But I will I will definitely grant you that the phase two Prometheans with all of their phase powers would just dominate a Night Lord like like he was a child. But for everyone else in center, the Night Lord would be a problem. Be a bit of a problem. It'd be Dodger the Duck, <laughs> the character I created for the After the Bomb series. Yeah, uh, I, I, there's a video out there of me creating a duck because I rolled randomly. If I remember correctly, I originally thought I'd rolled a pigeon. I was really pissed off. It's like a pigeon, really? And then I found out, oh, I rolled on the wrong table. Yes, I get a duck. Um, Wait, this cha- channel is clickbait. Then why don't we have more clicks? <laughs> Fair enough. Here, you know what? I'm gonna give that one a like. Oops, I forgot that I have to do that. Uh. Let's see. This that's Friday chill stream. I'll I'll get back to those when I have time. Uh, Sorcerer, if people don't like Doom and such, it's easy to ignore on the GM side. You can also just make players and GM spend momentum on their turn. Okay, and not keep a pool of it. I I get that. We're reading the book as written. If we want to homebrew it, cool. That the, to make it fit your ideals and and in your play style, your group's play style. More power to you. More power to you we uh more more him was was more, was more talking about the idea as written doesn't yeah. fit his play style right so he, he was just saying that a lot to be fair but, just uh, know going between now and in the future heathen dog and i probably me a little more so than him in, in this regard i i the, i always change rules always like I look at something, I, the first thing I look at is uh, I play it to make sure that I'm not changing something stupid. Because <laughs> I think we've all done that at some point, like, oops, that was, that was a yep. dumb change. Um, but I look at, and I look to see how can players manipulate this. And what I mean by manipulate, rationalize it into something that's boring or not the intent. So, and when I find that, then I tend to change some things to, so that uh, it makes a little bit more sense for my world, not just for the sake of change. Anyway, because um, sure. I think, I don't want to say rules as written. I think Heathen Dog, in my experience, spends a little bit more like, nope, this is this is what it is. This was the intent. And if there isn't a strong reason to change it, he he doesn't as often as me. Right. But we both agree that it's the game master's game. Yeah. And if I want to change something in my game, I'm going to change it. We 100% fully are aware that as the game masters, the referees, the judges, arbiters, whatever term your game uses, that uh, we are in control. And we can change whatever we want. So I'm not, I'm not bitching about this answer, but just generally speaking, if you feel you need to type in, well, you're the game master, you can do what you want. We're already aware of that. Yeah. Let's see, what's this? Uh, that's a lot of stuff on here. That's a that's, big wall of text. That, that's, have, a, that's a Max Liao text right there. I, I absolutely, okay, look, we have some people in here who love to give me walls of text. I like that, but can you please use paragraphs? <laughs> Paragraphs are your friend, because uh, now I'm not reading the rest of that. Uh, moving on, I know GM hit. Oh yeah, Ben. By the way, if RPG is dumb as watching, 
I don't know if he is or not. Uh, I did get your message. I didn't respond back because when I saw it, it was late. Point blank says something incorrect. He says, trust me, it's pronounced dro, like crow, row, or low. Well, then how do you spell O-W when you get hurt? How do you spell moo cow? Well, there you go. Or, you well, it, English is dumb. All right. Let's just let's just all agree that that English is dumb and it 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 uh it contradicts itself yes. freaking everywhere. All I mean, right. I personally don't care either way. You can pronounce yeah, a drill. I don't really call matter. you wrong. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. But you know, it just it just is. Yeah. I, I just want to be clear that I don't call people who say drow wrong. Because I think Garthung pronounced it drow, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I I and, pronounce it drow. Yeah. I've always yeah, pronounced that's how I first heard it. That's how that's how I just continued yeah. on. Say it how you want. Tomato, tomato. All right. Um, Patrick Buckley. I know what he's talking about here. This is from last week. Holy crap. People would literally forget about a plus 20 bonus to hit. Yes, it's not even forget. I've actually seen Dungeon Masters not give thieves the plus four for the blind side or, or a back sneak attack, attack, sneak attack, because, well, that's what you do. I've actually heard that in a game, and... I damn near lost no, my mind. No, it's not what you do. It's what it does. It's what a sneak attack does. You get more, you get to hit and damage bonus. That's what it does. I've seen DM say no to the plus four. Back and I'm going to say no to being a thief. You know, if right, you're not no, going right, to give me right. the ability of a thief, then I'm not going to play a thief. Right. Especially once you do it once, it's not like all of a sudden you can just do it again. Oh, no, no. no. Better. You have to hide again. <laughs> better yet. Better yet. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If I don't get the bonus because it's what I do. So if I play a fighter, and I sneak behind someone successfully and stab in the back. Do I get the bonus then? Yeah, but you, don't have a, but you don't have a back attack multiplier. Oh, no, no. So, oh, wait, wait. So, so when does the bonus ever happen? It doesn't. So why? No, no. why he would get, you know, he actually gave it to the fighter. He didn't give it to the thief when the See, thief that, was using. He, he would give it to the thief for attacking in the back, but not when using backstab. And I'm telling you, I wasn't playing the thief. So, I, I, but I was sitting there like, What? what? um that was a long time ago but but i've seen my my point is uh, it's because i kind of i addressed it really quickly but i kind of talked about i've seen game masters not uh but that so so yeah it's a 20 percent chance you're right uh thanks for these plating this is back in the after bomb one but played him enough thanks for these played him guides they're really helpful you are welcome and that's why we're still doing it uh that's, oh, here we go. This one's for you. My old group played so much Phase World since we were all sci-fi lovers. By the way, folks, we're still taking call-ins. This, this is uh, to let you think about things to ask and so on and so forth for call-ins. Uh, uh, we're all sci-fi lovers or anime weirdos. Oh, you're heathen, dog. And, and just plugged the latest movie concepts into various uh, PW. Oh, Phase World Phase campaigns World. for 15 years. That's, hey, that, that's fine. I mean, if you don't want to play GURPS, play, play Phase World. You, you don't, it, they got everything. But yeah. just plug latest movie concept to various. That, that's how a lot of everything from D and D to Traveler to the like. Yeah. Hmm. I saw this Star Trek show. I think I could do it differently. Oh, I saw this movie. I could. Do, I read this book. I think I could do it differently. That's how a lot of that stuff. Use all of those things as inspiration. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, I think with games are too stingy with bonus. Okay, you know. Uh, I don't want to avoid it, but Heathen Nug wasn't here last week, so. No. Uh, unless it's. Quick, uh, neutral pyromancers. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's the Christmas house. So, what, uh, so I forget what uh, what the colors were, but like the evil ones were like yellow and red, and the good ones were red and yellow. You know the fire stuff, right? The neutral ones were uh, green and red. 
And I was like, what are they wearing? Christmas colors? What's going on here? So, so that's what that was about. Yeah. Christmas Hobbit. There you go. Um, just, uh, okay. Here we go. This is for you. Okay. Wow. This takes me back. You should rock this alongside sessions of Warhammer fantasy role-playing. Happy Ooh. days, pun intended. Yep. Nice. So, yeah. I mean, for, for superhero game, I, I always come back to Marvel. I mean, anyone can play it. A friggin' five-year-old can play it. Absolutely fine. It's really good. good, good uh, th that's uh do, 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 what, what's this? This is oh wow. I saw the word favorite and made me stop. This has become my favorite RPG channels. You guys <laughs> sorry you haven't watched a lot of videos then because we'll screw that up for you. Uh you yeah. guys share a lot of the same ideals to myself. Well, that's good. I'm I'm well, glad. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's I I appreciate that. I really do, but it's important that you expose yourself to different ideas as well. You know, it'll either change your mind or, or solidify your position. It's it's important. It's important to see the other side. With that said, keep watching because we appreciate you being here. The clicks and the watch time you give us. Subscribe, like, and share. Woo! <laughs> uh, this is back last week. Last week. Okay, here we go. Wonderful start and decent timing too. Sure, Modiphius might be dropping it, but. Uh, the war game will be having another relaunch in a month. There's a war game. Right. So new minis, regardless. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, dang it. I feel that the MC, uh, it's Mutant Chronicle setting is quite underappreciated. So I'm thinking that's the read more. Yeah. Uh, so good to see it covered. Okay. Yeah, I, I liked Mutant Chronicles in both theme and mostly in gameplay. Like, uh, if I were well, asked to run it. better than Conan. It was written better than Conan. Yeah, it that's was. true. Definitely was. But uh, 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 some Conan stuff is super neat. Super neat. Like the whole cutting off someone's head and, and letting the blood rain down on your body to, <laughs> right. to intimidate other people into peeing themselves. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> so this is how you play a game, by the way. Played Face Trip last night. Seven hours and 45 minutes. Great time. Outstanding. That's, 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 I think I got suckered. Well, he dog and I got, well, he didn't get suckered. I got suckered uh, into yeah. playing possibly another game soon. So Max might be in three RPGs. All online. No, I don't. Well, yeah, technically it's online, but I don't think he'll be willing to stream it. Uh, no, Thacko, no. uh, Friday, lots, I said a lot of Friday Night Chill stream stuff. Uh oh. Battlers, is you ready for this one? I don't know okay. what this says, but, uh, First, click I want to read more. What's that? Click on read more. See how long this is. Oh, God, oh I keep... no, 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 no. That wasn't. I have to um, I have to click on the screen. Yeah, that's not that long. First, okay. I want to thank you guys for your service. Well, thank you. Woo. Appreciate that. Second, would you recommend sixth, sixth edition of it? I asked because the game seems very unique. There you go. Heathen dog. Have a uh... do you know of other games like this that may be better options? OK, I I think that when we did this, I came to the conclusion that I like fourth edition better than sixth. I didn't play well, fifth, well, so I can't say. This is seventh edition that we covered. Oh, seventh. Okay, yeah. seventh. I, I like I like fourth edition better. But those that's the only one I played before, so I'm skewed. I like fourth and sixth. I didn't play fifth. I played fourth and sixth. I like both of them. I hate seventh. Okay. Um, I'm going to actually do a verbal reply back to King Jet. Or not a verbal, I'm sorry, a typed reply back to him. Yeah. So hopefully, let me write that down, otherwise I'll forget. King Jut comment. Do we have nobody wants to jump on in? It's fine. And uh, talk to us, because I'm only going to do a couple more, and then then we're done. Uh, oh, this is for you. Okay. Please do a video 
on the top 10 most difficult riffs characters to GM. Ooh, that is a good topic. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be 10. Maybe I could do a top five. That'd be more, more, okay. uh, more appropriate because after the first five or so, it gets pretty easy. You know, and and I'm getting, I mean, there are only so many OCCs. Well, there's a bunch over the, over the 40 years of Palladium yeah. books There's a whole bunch, but obviously I haven't played or, or game mastered all of those OCCs and RCCs and stuff. So yeah. I'd have to stick to the main core source and, and, you know, source books and stuff. Well, so, if you've done any of the other ones outside of them, like if you've done a Promethean, for example, there's no reason yeah. why you can't do a That's phase world fair. something. I mean, Anyone I, with, I know. Extent, you, I, oh, Coco Shuko is right. Six cents has you as a game master, you have to be on your toes. It has to be at the forefront of your mind before anything happens because six cents goes off several seconds before the shit goes down. So you have to you have to have a a, a pad of paper or a or a sticky note something ready to give to the six cents guy. I don't That's like I, I don't like powers like that that you I know I know and I it's not it. because 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 I can't talk because conceptually I like the idea of six cents and I want a player to have something like that, but in practice in a game. That really, it's just, it's just hard for the game master. That's all. It's yeah. just a lot of work and not a lot of payoff. Yeah, this this is what I was gonna say. I was gonna say the Cosmic Knight. I know or Cosmic Knight. I know you have opinions about the Cosmic Knight. Yeah, yeah. That no, that didn't have to happen. So Plain world didn't have to happen, brother. But I think this is a good idea because uh, I've actually been talking to Heathen Dog a little bit in the background, looking at other channels that have successful videos, looking at uh, things yeah, that we can cover. Top ten stuff. Yeah, and uh, it works. <laughs> But I don't want to do everything as a top five, top ten. But sneaking those in on occasion, I think those can be good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you were here for this. I love this game. And Howard's Conan, the world, Conan world, the ancient Atlanteans caused a cataclysm. Oh, we kind of read that today a little bit. Creative GM could make both these games canon with each other. It's also very Thundar. Is this Mark Hockman? No, no. Mark Hockman, did you did you type that? He's not wrong. uh friday chill stream sorcery we'll do two more this guy's made a lot of comments here apparently he's binged watched a bunch of videos well thank you point blank for the comments do appreciate that here we go this one's for you okay friends who's watching right now the three t- uh, oh let's let's see if this has got paragraphs at least no oh, it doesn't matter it's oh, not we're that good. long okay yeah the three types of space travel is good on a local level but i think the big thing to keep in mind is that the universe in in a universe that has dimensional portals rifts not just the much more limited but economically feasible rifts jump drive but actual rifts the idea that you can travel anywhere in the three galaxies becomes more practical any worlds within any worlds stone with stone magic, magic pyramids even more so yes what now, is that okay uh uh stone magic and and pyramid magic those those are integral to control or not guiding uh magical energy on nexus points Okay. If if you if you have a stone pyramid erected on a nexus point, on a nexus point, you can control to make sure that a rift doesn't open by accident, and you can use it as a teleportation point between it and any other stone pyramid, pyramid, any other one. So you can actually teleport to another world that has a stone pyramid on a on a nexus point as well. Okay. Bloop, bloop. You know you can do that. That's cool. And yes. You know, with the with the uh, with the advent of magic and and rips and stuff like that, you 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 can traverse even the largest 
uh, galaxy, which is, I forget, I think it's the anvil is like 90,000 light years in, in normal, uh, normal, uh, uh, gravitic drive and phase drive. That would take you forever to cross that. But the other two galaxies are much smaller. The smallest being only 2000 light years. Okay. Which is, which, which is even less, less distance, you know, than uh than uh, a lot of uh a lot of uh, uh solar systems in in our in our galaxy right the whole galaxy is that big that's crazy so you, you can traverse that in a week maybe two tops okay you know in in any ftl drive in phase world but to do the ninety thousand one, yeah you'd need you would need some uh some pyramid magic or some uh some rifts portal magic to do that cool all right have to read more on that. Um, Screen Monkey here says the space between galaxies are unstressed, so faster than light is able to achieve even greater levels of speed. It's mentioned in the three galaxy source book. Okay, that that makes sense. That that makes sense. Again, it's not in the book that we read, so right. we didn't know it. You know, we, well, or even if we did, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have said anything because it wasn't in the book we were covering. Yeah. Um, if if anything, if if I had known that, it would have been a, a footnote. An anecdote, yeah, yeah. I don't have the the three galaxies source book, and from what I understand, not only does it have that little tidbit of information that's important, but it also has how the rift drive, the rift jump drive, actually works. Because in the in the main phase world book, it says you open a rift, you travel through the flux dimension, and then you appear on the other side. It's very much like the whole South Park underpants gnomes. Open rift, question mark, arrive on other side. What the hell's the question mark? It doesn't say. I'm told it says in the in the Three Galaxies source book, but I don't have that book and I've never read it, so I don't know. Apparently, I thought I had it, but I don't, I have this one. Fleets of the Three Galaxies, unless oh, this is. Okay, yeah. I don't, I don't have the Three Galaxies source book. I thought I did, but I do not. Well, the, the FTL could be in there. I mean, it might be. I mean, it's talking about fleets. It should talk about all the FTL drives. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just curious if I had it because, but I'm not, I'm not worried about that now. But that's good. Cool. I think you said it right when it's like, we probably would have mentioned it as an anecdote, but not as yeah. diving into it because we are covering the books as, as written. Um, this one's for you. Wait, yeah, that's Riffs. Uh, 4312 stuff can cause you to lose your powers. I don't know what that is because I didn't click on that, so. And I'm not going to click on it here. Maybe. So we don't know. <laughs> uh, but I mean, then, though, this is the right way to write a comment, though. It's just when we're doing it here, I'm not going to play it on the screen. So right. Uh, still have my original Mechanoids book. Cool. So do I. And I guess we'll, we'll end on this one. We'll end on this one. Okay. Because uh, unless somebody sneaks in and does a call real quickly here, but uh, good to hear the history and put the man back into it. A lot of people forget they were all people just trying to make ends meet. Yeah, I've got, uh, well, I'm not going to mention too much here, but uh, I've got some thoughts that are going on in my head with regard to uh, uh, Palladium as a whole. And, and it's not just Palladium, it's Palladium Free League and some other companies and so forth and trying to trying to put things together. And that is one of the things to consider that sometimes people make decisions on things, whether it's, you know, Kevin apparently being litigious back in the the, the 90s or whatever, or, or chewing out with some of Crafty's friends. Or whether it's uh, you know free league changing its system, like I don't know if you know about that, but when we start covering the free league stuff next month, they actually have two systems. One I think they're never going to go back to, which is annoying because it's the good one, <laughs> you know. But uh, and and also how the books are written, which will show off some things about that as well. Uh, but 
you know, it is to remember that sometimes decisions are made on a business decision. So here's what I'll say. If, um, if I ask a question, if I present something that is a, that can have a couple of different directions to it, if, you're, if your uh, response is, I don't care, uh, I think that's dumb or something like that, then maybe you're not making a good business decision. The flip side of that is if you say, you know what, we've considered that, but for our business, we think this route is better. I will much more respect that decision. Crafty knows exactly what I'm talking about. I am not going to dive into it any deeper than that there because it will start calling out some people. But, uh, you know, when, when presented in the face of facts, if you say, well, too bad, so sad. The, you're, you're, you're giving me an emotional response to a logical question. I, I can't respect it. Right. can't respect it. But if you say, look, you know, we've actually taken a look at this. We don't agree. And here's why we think that for our business or for our way forward, this is the right way to handle that. Then I'll look at it. Even if I disagree, I'll be like, well, at least that was a professional response. Yeah, it was a it was a professional response based on some, some thought process that a company should have. Makes makes perfect sense. So, uh, Coco Shuko says, uh, heard Palladium offers good bundle deals. The Christmas bundles are an amazing deal. They it's basically 50 percent off. Deal. Yeah, it's, it's not it's quite, crazy. but it's close. Yeah. It's close to 50% off in the whole bundle. So yep. yeah, you can have up to 10 books. Was it up to 10 or is it like five? Uh, you, ha you have to put in 10 and, what you, 10 and you get five. And well, you get as many as what tallies up to. I mean, if you, if you, one of the things you request is a $60 book, that's going to cut into that budget a little bit. It's a yeah, uh, this enough. year, if I remember correctly, it was a basically a hundred dollars of books for 50 bucks. Again, right. shipping, yada, yada, but that's effectively what it was. So and that's usually around, if you think about it, that's around five books. Yeah. Yeah, it's around five books. So, but the thing is, uh, I think in mine, I got six. Huh? I got six. And, uh, you know, I didn't get any special notes saying, hey, heathen dog, I was great on your show. No, no, no special favoritism was given. You know, that's just the way it is. Yeah, why didn't I get seven? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't expect somebody to look. Mark McKinnon, of all people, did such an amazing job when it came to that because he had to ship his crap from Canada. Okay, think about that. When we did the fundraiser for him, he shipped his stuff from Canada and he gave me, in order to give to you guys, uh, the equivalent amount of books without really considering shipping. So when Mark McKinnon gave us like 400 and whatever dollars worth of books because we raised uh, that much for him, he, he, he didn't took, include shipping in the, in the yeah, total he was going to spend. He just he, looked at product. Yeah, he didn't have to do that, but no, he did. So, was, uh, in fact, I, that was kind of a bad business decision, really. You get right down to it. Well, but it it was it was a good one for PR yeah. and and stuff like that. So I, I I get why it was done. I'm I'm not I'm not going to boo hoo or poo poo on him for that. But you yeah. know, for strictly by the numbers, he lost money on that one. Yeah, but he was also thankful for what we've done for. And I think we could do more as well. I know we're really focused on Palladium here, and I'm going to be focused on Freely coming up, but maybe next year we'll go over some stuff. Unfor Here's the unfortunate thing. This isn't me calling Heathen Dog out, but he's so much better at those point-based games than me that that I, I honestly don't want to don't really want to touch it. <laughs> uh, it's like, he really, he is. like uh, He's got that math down better than I do. He sees the nuances in it because he's used it a lot more. And there are idiosyncrasies in that game that I struggle with when it comes to character creation. However, character creation in the game is phenomenal. It's like Hero System. You can make what you want. 
So I think we should cover absolute power and some of the other TriStat stuff next year at some point. And I can do all the game mechanic-y stuff because TriStat system's easy. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but when it comes to character creation, I really need him to do it to do it right. So, but uh, maybe next year, because uh, Mark McKinnon, whatever his ideology is, we don't care. We don't care that he's from Kanadistan or anything like that. The dude is an outstanding guy. And if you have not bought into the TriStat system from uh, Discami Publishing or you know Absolute Power, Big Eye, Small Mouth, whatever, check just it check out. it out. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. I think that's it for today then. Cause yep. uh, I've got, I am actually going to put segment three up. You are. Yep. Crazy. As long as we do it like this, I would have preferred more call-ins. So the first one, as long as we do it like this, we're answering comments and so forth. I think segment three can start going back up again. Like we did last year. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll test it out. We'll see if people watch it. Sure. And uh, let's get the brand stuff back. Uh, what do I need to do? Oh no, I just need your words of wisdom. That's it. Isn't it? Oh, there we go. Got the thank you one up. So, let me get let me get everything ready. So when you thumbs up, I I'm actually on on board here. Okay. All right. So, what we what we talked about today, uh, uh, Hyperborea backgrounds. Now, I I had strong opinions on all of the different options. I feel there's too many, but Max did not, and both sides both sides are pretty valid. I mean. Uh, his, his, his idea that, you know, true neutral can exist is, is abhorrent to me, but I recognize that it exists and he has that feeling. Now you as a game master, just like in any game, you buy the book, you are not beholden to the rules. You are not now strapped to this book. Like it's a, a, a ball and chain around your neck. If you want to limit the amount of races, you can. If you want to take away the inherent prejudices between races, so so your 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 PCs can, you know, have whatever race they want or what whatever random roll they get, you don't have to re-roll anything because no, they would kill each other. It's up to you. It's completely up to you. You think there's too many races? Fine. Call some. You want you want them to choose your choose their race? Fine, have them choose. You want to roll? Fine, have them roll. Again, you are not beholden to the book. Once you buy it, it's yours. It's a guide. Now, as far as the the nightbane thing, I was I was pleasantly surprised. Now, while the the nightbane change was easy from nightbane to rifts, the fact that doing so made me understand the base game better was a really pleasant surprise. And you know what? Thinking back, I think uh, a lot of Palladium games would have the same effect. If you move a... I, I moved a Palladium Ranger to, uh, to to Rifts. Now, a Palladium Ranger doesn't have any real supernatural abilities so much, so it, there wasn't a, as big a change. But what if other Palladium Fantasy characters moved over, and in doing so, I learned more about the Palladium Fantasy game? That's something to look into. I mean, buying the conversion books just for that to understand the base game better in my mind now is a viable thing. It's, it's something that I would not think I waste my money doing that. I found that interesting to me. Can that be, can that uh, idea be used in other games as well? I should think so. So before you say, I don't need that book. Think about it. Think about it for a second. Will this book help me? Maybe not play in a different campaign, but enhance the campaign I'm in. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. That's for you to decide. If you want to spend your money, if you want to spend your time, it's up to you. Again, it's your game. Play it how you want. 